excited to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this, listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list, the Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars Podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. Unless Thomas wakes up, I think he's asleep, and that's all good. Tonight we have Joe Rizzi on from the cave. Is that like KV K K four K four V three? Yeah, it's like okay. the Matrix, you know. The the, the numbers in the alphabets are starting to mesh in. <laughs> this is the cave. Is that just like like the man cave? Is that like just you and your homies? Is that what it's it? like the man cave? It's also like Plato's cave, you know. And it's also like, you know, we wanted to make like a portal for an online community. We called we someone said bridge, and I was like, man cave, Plato's cave. Let's just fucking call it a cave, you know. And Fuck so, yeah, dude. No, I dig it. Out of a cave. Uh so. This is your first time on the show. Uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where they can find in all that fun shit? All right, man. So my name is Joe Reezy. It's a nickname. My actual name is Jarrell. And I want to put that out before Superman starts popping again because it came from Superman's dad, Jarrell. So I want to kind of own that hashtag before it starts popping off with DC and all that. But I'm from a collective called Cave. That's K4V3. You know, we're just a group of guys that grew up in high school together and talk about a bunch of crazy shit. So we wanted to start a community, started blogging, started a Discord, and we're like, you know, let's just start a podcast. So we started a podcast too, and now we're here, you know, and I'm kind of the rabbit hole guy. I take it to the conspiracy theory, the supernatural stuff. The other guys talk about sports, you know, comic book, pop culture stuff. So it's a weird balance. You know, I got, I get my time to shine sometimes and then they get their time to shine sometimes. So it's nice to be here and talk about crazy shit and not be looked at all weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Now this is the place to come and talk some crazy shit. That's Let's what we do, do best here. I mean, before we even got started, dude, we were talking about like tranny surgeries, you're talking about the shape of the earth. We were talking about all kinds of wild shit. <laughs> Maybe we should have recorded that stuff, but like for real. Uh, so I don't even know where to get started. I don't know what you want to talk about first. We yeah. want to get back to those like those uh those fucking cummy hair holes that uh close up on their own. Or if you want to <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you talked about like the fucking hair pockets, and I mean like let's leave it that you know, if you want to talk more about that, hit up Nate. Hit, hit me up on Twitter and we'll talk more about that. But I think that's not talked about right now. And I think there's a heavy push on the transition of yeah. gender, you know, surgically. And there's obviously a monetary incentive in that because nowadays, nowadays a lot of doctors go into cosmetic surgery than they do practice in medicine because it's more lucrative. So obviously they'd be trying to push, like you said, a procedure which isn't really 
you know, perfected yet. So there's going to be reconstructive surgeries along that. And you know what I mean? You're going to have constant visits to the hospital and we're going to try to figure it out there. But that's not I mean, that's a whole conspiracy with like Rockefeller medicine in general is that they mm-hmm. don't ever want to perfect it anyways. They don't yeah. ever want to have like full healing anyways. They w- like they want you as a constant customer. And so like, it seems to me that they are exploiting a small demographic of people that are very depressed and obviously have some mental stability issues and right. they are manipulating them into thinking that this is going to make them happy. And so just don't worry about it. The government's going to pay for it anyways, which just means that we get robbed for it. Right. So it's a guaranteed mm-hmm. paycheck for them. And uh, then they're doing this procedure that they know is not going to make them fucking happy. So like, they're going to have some pills to give them. They're going to have some fucking psychiatry kind of appointments to give them. And then they know that whatever they're doing to them is unnatural and real fucked up. And so there's going to be a slew of problems that they're going to have to come in for constant infections, constant through a fucking antibiotics, constant. Like I got to clean that thing up. I got to go in there with little fucking things and cut out the little cummy hair holes that like we made in your wound. And then we can shove the dildo back in there. You know, it's just, it's wild, buddy. And the problem is, like, I I don't care what adults do to their body. You can do that if you want. But my God, bro, I don't think that's going to make you happier. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's like they want to keep you in a hamster wheel, you know. They don't really want you to get, you know, what's dangling in front of the treadmill, but they want to keep you going. And it's, I mean... You guys talk about anything. So it's like Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? There's a population of people that they exploit because of a strong, you know, trigger of emotion or, that's usually rooted in trauma. Right. And not not saying that the transgender community don't, you know, sometimes aren't rooted in trauma, but there's a lot of groomers, too. You know what I mean? Shout out to gays against groomers because they really exploit and shed to light that. You know, there are gay people. There are people that are just kind of grooming people. You know what I mean? So Yeah. There's a huge uh, fucking crazy group stuff. of fucking... Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, 100%, dude. Like, I, will, I will say, though, bro, um, since we're, we're talking about crazy shit and we're, we're on this topic before we segue some of us, I'm Filipino, and I don't know if you are familiar with any Filipinos in your circle or your community or in your audience, but it is tradition for Filipinos, especially Filipino men, I hope only Filipino men to wait until they're like 11 to 12 before they get circumcised. You know what I mean? On some like Jewish shit. It's like a rite of passage. You know what I mean? But even people would say that's kind of barbaric. You know what I mean? And like some kind well, of. Well, you know, dude, I'm not. Shit. I mean, I'm <laughs> fucking circumcised because my mom was a fucking moron, like a Christian Zionist <laughs> that like has to like suck up to the fucking Jews in the world and thinks like nowhere. The Bible even says it's so weird, bro. Don't need to get circumcised anymore. So why are we doing? It's only American Christians, dude. You know that Christians from any other place in the entire fucking world they don't get circumcised. So like, yeah. Now my my youngest is not. My first one is because I was fucking. I was like, well, that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, right? It's instilled, bro. My youngest dude. My youngest has not a single fucking jab. He's not fucking cut. He's like a sovereign little fucking human being. And he's healthy as shit, dude. He doesn't get sick. Mm. All these kids have fucking like ear infections, runny noses, all fucked up, 
at the doctor all the time, like RSV, all can, no fucking pokes, healthy 24 hours a day. Wow. You should document that, man. That's that's scientific data that yeah, will be hidden. You know what I mean? here, there's a doctor out here in Oregon, bro. Um, and that's what he started doing. So he was just like a family practitioner. He was a pediatrician and he was a normal dude. He was like a normie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had no fucking, he, he was not a conspiracy theorist at all to begin with. And he just, there's a big community. Let's see here. Uh, we got a comment here. Because I work for the Filipinos. Awesome. Hey, my buhai baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so he, there's like a big community of like, uh, like crunchy hippies out here, right? That weren't going to get their kids poked. And he mm-hmm. just like, he worked in this family practice for like 20 plus years and watched the kids that were poked and the kids that weren't poked. The kids that were poked were getting sick constantly, dude. Constantly getting sick, constantly having to come in, constantly taking like baby Tylenol and all this bullshit. And the kids that weren't, weren't ever fucking in there. They weren't fucking sick. They didn't have any fucking problems. Like they'd come in for their like checkups and they're like, oh, your kid's growing. They're like, oh, they're not autistic. They're on track. Their verbal skills are great. They're, they're talking, you know, everything was fucking fine. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, the kids with the fucking jabs, like, yeah, this will get you kicked off Facebook. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All. We'll see. They're all, I mean, but I mean. Yeah, I man, it's just wild, man. Like the, the whole autism. Where, thing, where, like, where are you at right now? Are you in my or Florida? Thomas is in Florida. I'm up here near Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah, I'm like because that's Florida. also something that's not talked about, bro. Because if you go through your pediatrician and you refuse a vaccine, sometimes you get blacklisted from coming in. You know what I mean? To their medical network, you can't go to Dodge, and you're you're noted as a uh, as negligent to your child so if t- if they push We're it to the extreme they could take here. your children away from you you know what i mean so i mean that's going to be a push dude they're definitely going to try to do that dude just uh, saying but there there's a lot of fucking pushback with all this shit and honestly dude i think people have kind of woken up a little bit and uh, mm. like i know i know that's a big thing like for people like there's a lot of folks that are like on board where like Hey, maybe this mRNA kind of fucking brand new technology, maybe this particular one isn't good for you. But I'm telling you, dude, all of them, all of them aren't good for you, dude. Yeah, that's I, a hard I agree. hurdle. I see you, dude. I see it. It's it's a hard the thing about the thing about story. mRNA, all the vaccine stuff. Me, I'm I'm a carnivore. You know what I mean? And I I only eat meat. I'm scared because if you refuse the jab, which there's a new there's a new version of the of the COVID vaccine right now. That might get me off of Facebook. <laughs> there, there's a new version of it right now, and it's not mandatory, you know what I mean? Which is a good thing. So I feel like my fear is when they start putting it in the food, you know what I mean? When they, they start pushing when they start so so how is it like it, the woke people, the people that are trying woke people or the people that are awake and they're trying to push back on that. How are you pushing back on that when you're eating it? You know what I'm saying? It's like what's fucked is that all you can do is the best. All you can do is your best personally. Yeah. Best. Because so like just fast. <laughs> I mean, dude, it, it's fucked, dude, because like like there's a literal actual quote from Bill Gates where he says uh, if to combat the best way to combat vaccine hesitancy is to put it in the fucking food like that. Like I'm like. 
I'm, and he's buying the, up farmland, bro. He's, he's buying, buying up farmland, up. dude. So, yeah. like, with this new mRNA bullshit, they can literally, like, like what they do right now with tomatoes. They can take a gene out of a fish, like a deep underwater fish, and put it into a tomato so they can grow, like, hothouse tomatoes at, like, 50-degree weather. Right? So, like, they're, they're already splicing and dicing and doing all this shit. They're literally going to put this shit in the fucking RNA or mRNA of the fucking tomatoes that you eat. And you're just going to fucking eat it and you're not going to know. And what's worse, what like really scares people is they've made exceptions for organic meat that they're allowed to have mRNA vaccines. That's already done. Like they've already passed that. And then what's even worse for like folks that want to go hunting and fishing and like catch their own shit. They are already putting mRNA vaccines because they said that deer are a fucking something that are going to pass COVID. Yeah. They fucking started vaccinating with self-distributing vaccines. Hell yeah. So that means that they fucking shot up, like, I think it was like 100,000 fucking deers and like elks and shit with the COVID vaccine. So even people that think that they're hunting and getting some clean meat to bring home to their family, they're getting spike protein still. Shit. Yeah, buddy. So, <laughs> so bro, like, so at I, the end I, of the day, I, like, I'm not trying to black pill anybody. You just have to take it's care it's of yourself. Whole other pill. <laughs> yeah, dude. You just have to take care of yourself and do the best you can and try yeah. to, like, try to source your food from, like, local areas that you know, like the farmer or, like, this dude that grow, has fucking chickens, this dude that has fucking beef, you know, some cows down the way. Do what you can, man, because... I'm fucking poor. I can't afford not to like I shop at fucking Kroger and buy and shit at Kroger all the time. So they're also regulating growing your own food. Right. So they're they really there's really not much you can do. And if there are any carnivores out there that are listening, you guys know when you're off that diet, we don't last long. You know what I mean? We don't last long, especially if you're on it on for health purposes like the bounce back of those of those health you know it's wild man symptoms this come is back something that people don't really talk about fast. either mm-hmm. is like so there is a lot of people that are on carnivore diets or ketogenic diets and things like that as like elimination diets to like try to find things that they're allergic to and things like that but the whole reason why you have allergies to begin with typically a lot of these are from the fucking pokes to begin with because yeah. what happens is like you fucking so in theory, what a vaccine is, right? They introduce like a dead, uh, like version of whatever fucking bug this is, right? So let's say it was polio. They they introduce like a dead version, and they fucking stick it in your body, and your body's supposed to look at it, and it's supposed to be harmless because it's dead. But your body also is supposed to freak out a little bit and build an immune immune's uh, whatever the fuck they are antibodies, right, yeah. towards this like fucking germ. And so that's supposed to like immunize you, but you, if you just throw some dead bacteria in there, like your body kind of looks at it like it's dangerous, but kind of doesn't, doesn't really give a fuck. So what they do is they have to put a bunch of antigens in. And so these antigens are like designed to like stress you out and to flare your fucking immune system and get you all like, what the fuck is that? And so they put like aluminum, they put all kinds of like, or, you know, mm-hmm. all the fucking fucked up shit that they put in the heavy metals, the cocktail of shit. There. The cocktail of shit in there because that literally makes your body like freak the fuck out 
And then it also has the dead germ in it. And then they go, oh, fuck. And then they'll build the antibodies against that dead germ. But what's also going on is like maybe you're eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the same time when you got your fucking jab. And so your body freaks out. And so now it tells your body to like attack when you get peanut butter. Right. That's where all these like kids are like, like, dude, when I was a fucking kid, there wasn't one fucking kid. Like I'm, I'm 35. I'm a little older than you probably. So there wasn't one kid in my class that was allergic to peanuts. Not one. Mm-hmm. There was like a couple kids that were allergic to milk or something, you know, but, and there was no autistic. I was probably the most autistic kid there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I feel uh, you. I mean, I'm wearing a mask and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now it's fucking wild, dude. It's like three fourths of the kids can't have fucking peanuts or gluten or all kinds of fucking wild shit. Yeah, because bro. they went from the vaccine schedule of like maybe twenty to now they're getting like eighty by the time they're two. I mean, I come from a medical family on my father's side, and we can talk about this later. We can get into it. I'm there's no knock on the technology of vaccine, which is the other side of it. Like I say, I like to nurture debates, right? The thing is, is it's exploited now. You know what I mean? Like, like you said. The technology of 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 injecting an antigen that like an alien antigen that you might not be exposed to, and then you having an antibody reaction to that could be effective, right? But if you mix in all that other shit, that's when it gets crazy. Just like food, right? You know, like McDonald's used to be pretty healthy back in the day. You know what I mean? That's why you see a lot of old people that eat mcdonald's every day that still fucking are like 85 or like 90 and shit you know what i mean and you're you're over here as a vegan trying to live long and shit fucking grandma's eating wendy's every day and shit and a coke but it also makes me fucking trip out because i smoke weed and shit and you know the whole push of legalization of weed i don't even trust legal weed no more bro i smoke i go to trap shops and shit and i go to legal weed and shit it's enough to get taxed but god damn i always tell people this if you paid like taxed amount of money for the legal weed you get in high school we'll we'll go find you after school and beat the shit out of you you know what i mean like what the fuck is this (laughs) some mid so I, I don't trust legal weed. There, there might be stuff that they're putting in there too. You know what I mean? And this whole I push on there is. legalization of of mushrooms. I'm kind of suspicious about that too. You know what I mean? So yeah, buddy. I mean, no, the, like I agree with you because like there's been a reason why they've kept it illegal for as long as they did because I think right. that it like it makes people open their mind a little bit and start questioning reality and starts making them you know they start having them fringy fucking thoughts where. You're like, am I really happy? Yeah, I have to fucking get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Then I have to fucking work all day for this fucking company that I hate. I fu- mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You start questioning. You start looking at the chains that, they, that you basically you were born into. They fucking slap. Like the second you become a citizen, dude, you're like born into like $100,000 worth of debt. There's like yeah. uh, like promissory notes that like you are you are supposed to become a tax cattle too to help pay off this debt that you never fucking had any fucking choice in the matter. You know what I mean? The whole thing. So you start, you start doing a little acid, you start doing a little fucking mushroom, start smoking a little weed. You start questioning these fucking chains that are on your wrist. You start seeing them. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. kind of a break into the fucking matrix. You're like, wait, wait the fuck a minute. When the fuck have these been here? Right. 
you know, and so I think, dude, honestly, the whole push with this new shit, like it's way fucking stronger than it ever has been. Like I'm from Humboldt County, so like I grew up with like fucking fireweed, like really fucking good weed. So it's always been good. But this shit that like you're getting now, like dude, I fucking smoked a dab with my buddies. Um, I had a conversation with myself for a half hour. I was out of my goddamn mind. Like it's enough to fucking put you in a fucking like skits. You know what I mean? It's fucking wild, dude. That's funny. Uh, Crisper on cannabis. Damn. Let me get a decade. Let me get some of that shit. I'd be down to hit it. You know what I mean? No knock on it. It's just I want to know if it's you know altered. You know what I mean? Just like the vaccines, like. I guarantee people will still take it. I just want to know what's in that shit. You know what I mean? Just that transparency is where they're putting a bunch of people on like psych meds and then it interferes with the fucking weed and everybody's on fucking psych meds. Yeah. 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 Everybody's fucking depressed because, because reality sucks because the reality that we're in sucks. And so they, what do the fucking psychologists say? No, it's not that there's something wrong with you. So just take these fucking pills and then you'll be fine, you know? And then I think they want people to skits out. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Also, like, there's this push of um, a heavy push of smoking weed. So, you know, we'll talk about music and MK Ultra too. Maybe hip hop and rap was pushed heavily after rock to kind of promote weed usage and now weed's legalized, you know what I mean? Because we're a whole fucking what's up, Thomas? What up, y'all? Talking about uh rapping programming. <laughs> we're human beings, we're I mean, I, I feel like you guys can all agree, we're a bunch of just chemical reactions, right? Like dopamine, you know what I mean? Whatever you eat, eat, you know what I mean? Uh hormones, all that shit. Now you add in the vaccines, you know what I mean? Now you add in the weed everyone reacts differently on weed you know what i mean there's some people that can use it to just chill there's some people that could use it to stop seizures there's some people that can use it to fucking talk to demons and there's some people that fucking i shouldn't do it you know what i mean <laughs> so the fact yeah, that buddy. it's normalized and everyone that listens to raps like smoke weed now you know what i mean it's it's a weird it's thing not for right? everyone. like it's not for everyone to me like there was a place for all of this shit. Cause like they, they found, they found cannabis and like, so like old, old, like Roman Catholic uh, tradition, you know, the fucking dude, like, I'm not a Catholic. So I don't know. All, I don't know the names of the dude. I think he's some sort of priest. He mm-hmm. like walks around and he swings those smoke balls around. You know what I mean? They walk down up and down the aisles and shit. That like some mean. of those oldest churches. Yeah. There was, there was fucking cannabis in those fucking, in those balls, dude. So they were yeah. getting people all fucking lit and then they were really feeling the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? They were really getting on, in on that shit. And so to me, dude, I, how good I could it have been back then though? Like how good I, could it have really been in 1600s? I don't oh, know, dude. Bro, they were some maybe they were throwing around like no <laughs> You know what I mean? Like getting a place like fucking loaded. And but with no genetic to- with no genetic tolerance, and- bro, with no genetic tolerance for weed. You'd fucking trip out. You know what I mean? Well, right I don't know. Now, I don't know if there's such thing as no genetic tolerance because we got cannabinoid receptor. I mean, we call it cannabinoid receptor, dude. We're like genetically like born to fucking take weed. Like we're supposed to. Like our body's like 
but like, where we're at right now i feel like our grandparents and our parents smoke so much weed i mean personally for me that i feel like if we were to go back in a time machine and inhale that smoke it wouldn't would be like what the fuck is this shit opposed to you know actually living in that time would not having those genetic tolerance that we've built up <laughs> sounds like it sucks man i'd rather have some of that 30 percent og skywalker or something Just go back and swap it out <laughs> oh bro dude like I that's what you had to do to take video. out hitler bro you bring him back some like og fucking purple urkel or something damn <laughs> would that have taken him out dude i don't know i think he just would have like i mean maybe he would have quit killing people i don't know he just would have wanted like maybe he would have been better at artwork what? Or you would have probably just, just, you would have gotten kicked out of Thomas, art school, maybe. Thomas, pull up some fucking Hitler art. Is it any good? <laughs> what? Oh, oh. I wasn't I wasn't prepared to do anything uh strenuous here. <laughs> That's funny. No, but what's funny is uh I don't have any niche or like favorite conspiracy theory or conspiracy topic that i like to go into what's funny is after you go deep down into any rabbit hole in the nucleus it goes down to like you know self-improvement and spirituality so Dude, that's pretty like you said it's fire. all about just it's all about just doing your doing your best right you know what i mean Dude, he kind of gave that broad a hook nose though didn't he she's got a big ass nose <laughs> 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 that's fucking hilarious did he did he paint a jewish lady wasn't his mom Jew? Wasn't he basically Jewish? I mean, according to the theories, he was a Rothschild bastard. Yeah. Did I mean? This what is can I than say? I can the do. guy was fucking multi-talented in all kinds of different ways. Oh shit! No, I'm not. I'm not co-signing that. All, all I'm gonna say is, oh, that dude. That dude is like puking, right? It's like yeah. a puking. What is? Beer? What does it say down there? Something Hitler. Yeah, that's it's his name, 1908. That's his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, these are this is probably not his best work. Bro, I bet I, I've seen some of those paintings in some of people's ha- like bathrooms and shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, he, he was doing cartoons. <laughs> Thomas Loki becomes a fan. <laughs> is this Pin- it's like Pinocchio or is this oh no, this oh, is that baby. movie with uh Nicolas Cage and the pig. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, visionary. Yeah, that's that's pretty. This wild. this painting was that's was a Hitler painting. Good, yeah, yeah, this, this one right here. This huh. is an original Adolf. <laughs> it's called G- Jesus, Child of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can see that like something poked through the the canvas or something. Right? I here. thought that was a UFO. Damn. <laughs> it's not that good. It's pretty goddamn. Okay, it's better I than I could do, do, but let me just say yeah. it's not it's not that good. How much could you sell that for? A million? It's so much. Oh, uh, I don't. So much. It's got to be worth so much. Right. Money. I feel like Wait, it's you're gonna content. take a Van Gogh over that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so some would you think it's more Rembrandt? valuable. That is. Where from, are you meeting you know? somebody? Like, where's the meetup <laughs> to exchange this thing? Dubai probably they hate Jews yeah. too. Like they can afford it. Like it's probably. Yeah, yeah I think I it's like a different flavor of hate, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but dude, there's actual like historical evidence of them getting along. Like there was like literal like um like well the Palestinians and a lot of the fucking Arabs were homies with 
uh, some of the fucking elite Nazis and shit. It's pretty. I, I mean, I get that, but I mean, I don't know if they're gonna put up a picture of white Jesus in their house. Maybe. That'd I mean, crazy. Those other you. pretty ones, they, you know. I don't know. Those I, were kind of. I stay corrected. It's it's slightly better than expected, but it's still not that great. Thomas is just being a hater. You think he, <laughs> you think he approached his reign creatively, like as an artist? <laughs> well, I mean, if if you look at it though, right? There's been no other military in recent history that has put so much effort into like the the occultism of the uniform and how much. The uniform and everything else, like the whole cadence, he mixed of everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Like he he actually saw how to orchestrate it and turn and turn the military into more of like this all encompassing like state religion. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we don't really we kind of have a state religion, but it's like corn dogs and Mountain Dew type <laughs> of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why our empire's in decline, dude. You need to have like a, a stable myth. You know what I mean? You have to have that mythos that, like, the entire people believe. Like, it, for a while, we had, like, American exceptionalism. We had this, like, nationalist fervor, and we believed in, like, American exceptionalism. Like, America was, like, the fucking beacon on the hill. Like, I'm talking, like, 1950s. Like, right after World War II, too, like, people thought we were the fucking good guys. We had, like, the authority, the mantle from God. We were, like, God's chosen people. Like, we were defending... You know what I mean? And we yeah. just destroyed Hitler and we fought communism and all this other bullshit. Nobody buys that shit anymore. American exceptional, that mythos is dead. And that's why it's like we're the sick man of... Was it true? Was it actually true? No. <laughs> uh, that's another quick no. <laughs> you guys got a titty flash. Dude, you know I hope you get a super chat out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's. I didn't, a cycle. Even, I didn't even see a super chat pop up. I feel like it's a cycle. Like people are all in on this religious belief, and then slowly it declines, and then you know some kind of war has to happen, or some catastrophic event has to happen in order to build another mythology, in order to kind of you For know what I mean sell people seconds, in again. Like after nine eleven, right? There was right. like some serious fucking camaraderie and homogeneity again. Even fucking like, twenty twenty, bro. Fucking... There was there was a uh, low key civil war going on. You know what I mean? Here we go. At least Raven appreciates it. Yeah. Nay with the bang, booby. Nah. Body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. crazy stuff. No, dude. I mean. It, and this country is like, I don't know if it is really like Thomas, what do you think about that whole, uh, that fucking, uh, Russian dude that supposedly came here in 1980 and he was a defector from the USSR. And he said that he started like trying to uh, destroy American culture from within. And like, they're like infiltrating the colleges and like our, in, like learning Le- edu- like institutions. Lex Friedman. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, I can't think of his fucking name right now. You know, you know who I'm talking about, right, Thomas? I don't. I know who Yuri, Lex Friedman Yuri is. There we go. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dude at the beginning of Call of Duty game, right? <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And like, if that's true, dude, it worked. I mean, they fucking they've like. Yeah, I mean that that's also like the um the the elders of Zion uh, claims too, where it's just like there's a formula. Right. There's a formula how you can build society and there's a formula how you can break down society. 
and just like stating little elements of that formula doesn't make you the chef but uh like if you know the recipe is dangerous right it's like there's all kinds of stuff that's real easy to make like if you mix what like uh like bleach and ammonia or something together uh or like there's things you can do with the easiest combinations i don't know if we're gonna get taken down for explaining how to do anything crazy but but it, i mean think about this it's got to be coming also from the inside you know what i mean they have to infiltrate i get i mean maybe that's part of the formula they have to fucking yeah what's inside or outside though too when we're talking about totally. like uh make everything gay we're talking about abstract concept like government, right? So what's really inside the government and outside the government? It's not like there's a an institutions, actual, buddy. It's but it's just an abstract concept. Like institution is the people that work for the institution. And they got yeah, private lives I mean, outside the slow, institution. It's that Fabian socialism, right? It's that slow fucking creep. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're they're ready to fucking bite. I think we're getting close, dude. I don't know what that bite's going to look like. I don't know like what they're going to fucking try to do. And I don't know if it's going to be gonna, successful. It's going to be a mosquito bite it sounds like. Yeah, buddy, I, I think that's what that's what I'm talking about is like that slow creep where they're just like, "You know what? Oh, these faggots won't get their jabs. All right, we're going to put it in the food. Oh, these faggots won't get their jabs. Well, we're going to put it in the mosquitoes." You know what I mean? Yeah. God damn it, five leaf clover. He, every time he's on here, he's like I've seen the future and it's pottage and pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's why right. I mean, like, I like know. you said, get, getting, getting into these rabbit holes sometimes can get depressing. You know what I mean? Like it feels like the walls are slowly closing in and you kind of just kind of have to do your best. You know, you, you could still find joy in, in some bullshit and, you know, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So That's what I'm here for, dude. The joy and the bullshit. Yeah, that's baby. <laughs> We're here for the memes only. Yeah. So what 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 are your favorite topics as far as conspiracy theory goes? You guys like cryptids, obviously. You know what I mean. We talked about. I don't. I want to say the A word because the A word's pretty sensitive. But well, a dream American. Girl? There you go. I just want to be responsible for getting flat. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, dude, they doesn't care. We can say anything you want. We give man. a shitty alley oop to you. Yeah. Nice dunk. Nice, nice dunk. <laughs> Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Do, 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 I mean, honestly, like I, I love cryptids, but I like cryptids the same way that I like watching like Saturday morning cartoons. So there's a time and place. I don't watch it all day, every mm-hmm. day, but like all day, every day, secret societies, Bavarian Illuminati, Bohemian Grove, Skull and Bones, you know, Drayden Chrome, MK Ultra, Freemasons. Dude, we had we had fucking Tony Merkel on last night, and we didn't even talk about cryptids. We didn't, did we? That's crazy. <laughs> we talked about Jesus the whole time. Yeah, the best. Jesus the whole time. Someone brought up pedo Jesus. That was kind of wild. Yo, mm-hmm. that's spicy. Is that the Catholics Jesus or what? <laughs> oh shit! Raven <laughs> says uh, Thomas can't stand the Jews. Yo. I stand all over the time. <laughs> He likes that's, that's, that's a that's a topic worth going into that's very heavily barred, I feel like. Have you guys gone into got, have we, you we, gone we into a Jew into <laughs> Kazarian's Jew Jewish the Zionist and all that? Yeah, I mean uh, the, the Zionist thing doesn't really mean Jewish at all. Like you could be pro-Zionist for a million different reasons. I would say the majority of the Zionists in the world aren't fucking Jewish. They're white mm. Anglo Christian Americans that are just like 
isn't there a whole yeah. diverse set of like jewish people doesn't just mean one set of people right <clears throat> Yeah, well, it's I mean, only Jews two nowadays sets. aren't no, even fucking kidding. Jewish, buddy. It's, it's like, like it's infinite. Even a, dude, it's it's more it's it's also like a culture and like a birthright at this point. Yeah. It's like ninety percent of the fucking Jewish people are like are secular and atheists and shit, and they're also still considered Jews. And then I mean, and also the majority of them don't even have blood ties back to the land of Jerusalem. They're just a bunch of fucking white Europeans that pretend they're Jews. And then, and then they're not even fucking Jewish by religion. So I'm like, what are we doing? Shit or get off the pot? Yeah. And we fucking get it. It, I've heard it described in, in a horrible way, but it's almost like saying you're Italian. But then, like, just because you're Italian, like Northern Italian, Southern Italian, Sicilian, like those things actually mean things to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's not like you just were born in one spot and like you're just a Sicilian person for the rest of your life. And it's just kind of like go to regional. Italy and tell them you're Italian, and they're gonna be like, "Get the fuck out yeah. of here!" <laughs> yeah, that, that's a it's a good point uh, on that. And, and like what you're kind of bringing up is like in historically they would compare like Sephardic Jews to Ashkenazi Jews, which is kind of like say like Ashkenazi saying like the European version, and then Sephardic being everybody else, like everyone that's not the European version. But even that is so so damn broad. I mean, yeah. what we really need to talk about is just the Rothschilds specifically. Like, if we could just focus on that name and that bloodline and trace its roots, I think that's way more, you know, like there's more root there than there would be to just try to cast this big net about a huge swath of people. You know what I mean? I've had somebody explain it to me, and I don't know if this is correct or not, but they were one of the banking elite families from Italy. And they weren't even one of the top ones. They were like somewhere in the middle and they fucking like climbed their way to the top. And then eventually what happened is they kind of got in good graces with Napoleon during like the 1820s or whatever the fuck, 1780s. And they started like loaning him money and started funding those wars. Right. And so that's how they like kind of got in with like royalty. So they kind of, I mean, not that Napoleon was royalty. He was an emperor and was kind of anti the fucking anyways, but we mm-hmm. be autistic. We want, but he got in, they, they got in with that and they were the Bowers and they changed their name to the Roth Rothschild, meaning red shield, which was their insignia that they put on top of their door. And they were just money lenders basically. And they became wildly rich and powerful. And then what one of them did was they started like splitting their families off to like different fucking sectors of the world. And said like, like you, you're still Rothschilds, but like we're like, you know, they're sending you to different dominions and started doing their thing. But also when Napoleon lost that battle at Waterloo, right? They had made some fucking bets and they had their spies in France at Waterloo, like watching that shit happen, right? And they were like fucking keeping an eye on it. And they told these British bankers, hey, Napoleon won. And so all of their debt, all their fucking money was about to be like worth nothing, dude. And so these Rothschild bankers were like, okay, well, we'll buy up, we'll buy up all the fucking, uh, the banknotes, we'll buy up all the fucking, the bonds and shit. And what, what actually had happened is that Napoleon had lost. And so they fucking, when they were selling all their bonds at like, like basically at nothing. Mm -hmm. And so then the Rothschilds got way fucking powerful and basically like took over the bank of England at that point. And here's where it gets interesting that 
they bought their way into royalty at that point because then they fucking said, well, we're also going to marry one of, so they had one of the Rothschilds marry into the Royal family, take uh, like queen, whoever the fuck it was like uh, one of the daughters. And then from there started breeding themselves into the fucking Royal fucking bloodline. And that's how they secured their fucking like dominant hand. That's over pretty Europe. baller. That's a, that's yeah. a pretty baller lineage. Tell you the truth. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, they were just up and coming. They fucking took advantage of the situation and look at them. They're winners. It's kind of what's happening. Winning. It's, it's, it's kind of what happened currently right now. Isn't like BRICS currency kind of buying out people's debt so that they adopt the currency now? So, I mean, shifting towards cryptocurrency is not far off. You know, with a dollar losing value, it's 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 a weird time right now. I feel like we're Yo, Thomas, you said you wanted to be a part of something culturally that that's, you know, kind of conspiratorial. I feel like it's it's looming. You know what I mean? It might be like a few years from now or or, or next year. Like something crazy is going to happen pretty soon. But the Rothschild, do you think that that bloodline goes back? Like how far back do you think that bloodline goes back to? I don't know if it has to even go back that far. I think that mm. it, it might. But I think that they were just smart and they were opportunists. And they fucking took full advantage and they happen to be Ashkenazi Jews, I guess. And uh, I mean, so maybe that's where they got their like their start, because there was supposed to be no like uh, there was supposed to be no usury among like uh, Muslims and there's supposed to be no usury among amongst uh, Christians. And so mm -hmm. kind of Jews, they kind of fell into that because there was a need for money exchange. There was a need for like there was a need for banking basically. And so they were allowed to. And then because of that, they became fucking really rich and prosperous. And then when they would kind of hold that shit, like their debt over, like, you know, their lord landlords or people that would treat them like shit. And eventually, I mean, they would just start like taking the majority of the fucking currency of sometimes of countries and cause like massive, like, mm -hmm. well, also don't, I mean, and, like, there's like, a huge right. dynamic here not to leave out. And that's the whole time that they're amassing all this wealth they're still forced to live in ghettos and they're not allowed to own property. And there's, they're, they're yeah. being forced to live like 12, 15, 20 plus people to a tiny little house and just make everything work. And then during the day, you know, working for everyone that's allowed to like spend, like they're actually richer than a lot of the people they're even working for. And you can keep passing all the things that you're earning down to your kids. Cause you're not allowed to, to pass it off. You're not allowed to go out and spend anything. And then the second that, you know, the the Jews are basically stopped getting banned, and this is kind of through like that whole Balfour Declaration, right? That was the first Jewish person that was allowed in Parliament. So the same time that the Jews stopped getting oppressed worldwide or you know, across Europe is also the same time that the Rothschild family is like, and here's where we get our foot in the door. Um, and it's not like they let everybody in. Like this is a, a Rothschild bloodline thing. Like you got to yeah. be in the blood in order to get in. You know. It's not like you just pop up the Talmud and like recite some Hebrew backwards and they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's good. Like, no, well, that's, and that's like that. the reason why it's not all Jewish people like the people that say it's all fucking Jews. are yeah. retarded. It's not. That's fucking it has nothing to do with a guy that owns a fucking deli down the road and sells Reuben sandwiches. That guy has nothing to do with fucking. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe he does, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they're, so. they're the target it's bots like, for the propaganda, though. You know what I mean? Those yeah. type of people are the target audience. I feel like. it was a small fucking group of elite people that fucking were lucky 
that like ran the fucking banking institutions and consolidated power and wealth and then started like placing their people strategically in different fucking places. I mean, it's the, it's that fucking, it's that fucking rule book. Right. And they, they did it and they fucking did it well. And they had no, like they had no allegiance to any of those countries because all of those fucking countries had treated them like shit. And they were like having pogroms all the time and people like, well, and, fucking and, not, and also dude, that. there was almost like, and I swear I have I don't mean this in a bad way. It's the, the only analogy I got in mind, but like the hobo code, you know how like the hobos, could like write certain symbols and it would just give you a, like a layout of the land. Like don't go in that house. This house will hook you up. You know, this one might have food and like just knowing that <laughs> and there's like a network, right? Imagine a network of like all the hobos are communicating with each other. And I don't mean to compare hobos with like Jewish people, like <laughs> but that, but the same thing where like they were being ostracized from society. Therefore they had to form their own networks of information. And because they were also universally being oppressed, they formed this like international network of information that hadn't really existed in the same way. And it, and it kind of formed itself as Into like self-preservation. Cause like, Holy yeah. crap. Like if I'm going to get chased out of my country, I want to know where I can go to. That's going to be safe. Where are my people and everything? So those lines of communication are well-established and well-oiled, but like how well-oiled is the, the communication between, you know, France and Italy or, or like England and Spain, like they have messengers but it's not the same as having that like network of information. So the Rothschilds are able not just to use that network to get things like two weeks ahead of time, you know, and like imagine the stock market today. If you had two weeks ahead of time knowledge before anyone else did, you'd be killing it. Yeah. And that's kind of what they had going on. And then on top of that, like they had a, like a, imagine it's what we're like going to like a network connection, right? So everyone else is on this like unsecured public network. Anyone can intercept messages and that happened all the time. Like hackers were basically the pirates that would come in and like steal the messages and find out where the king's going to be and get the gold and everything. But the Rothschilds, uh, Mayor Amster Rothschild taught his kids this like language that only they understood with each other. So then like they could write letters openly and just have them delivered and not have to worry about all the extra smoke and shadows because only they knew how to read these ciphers back and forth. So, I mean, like, how do you they, know about that, bro? <laughs> What's that? How do you know about that? What's it called? What's that language called? That's my first. Uh, I don't even know. It was, it was there. It was like their own made up. It was, uh, it's in that's a crazy. It's, it's in a biography book. That's completely like non-conspiratorial. It's, I think it's called mm. the founders or the first founder or something. Jeez. That's nuts. Thomas is part of the Illuminati, so he has. I believe it, man. I believe it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, like I said, Thomas the, is actually a Rothschild bastard. And, uh, <laughs> the, the main push, the the shield, if you will, to push this whole movement is obviously religion. You know what I mean? Like the the whole practice or the whole battle right now in in the Middle East. But I think the whole battle is fucking power and consolidation and control. And they use religion as a fucking like, right. Because like, I don't think the majority of those fucking those Jews that are in like, I don't even think that Bibi Netanyahu is religious. I think a lot of them, like most of them are fucking atheists. Do you think uh, Donald Trump's religious? No. Yeah, I think it's an act. Not at all. I think he manipulates them like a motherfucker. Like I, I, I do like even his spiritual advisor. What was that blonde lady's name? She was kind of fine, kind of crazy, kind of old. Was like, you know who I'm talking about? 
Uh, Google that, Thomas. It uh, Donald Trump kind of fine guy. old lady. Yeah, I'm on yeah, it right yeah. now. Send me, send me that. <laughs> oh wow, look what just popped up. No, yeah. hey, I want to show you, this. Is, this is the book. I highly recommend this one. Look at this. Bought bought back in 2012, but this is called Founder: A uh, Portrait of the First Rothschild in His Time by Amos Elon. Uh, and it's not it's not like a conspiratorial book, and it's written very much from like a sympathetic point of view of the Rothschild family. But I, like, I think it's well worth the read. So I'm sure, dude. Interesting. I think there's a there's a clear distinction between spirituality and religion. But my question was, if they now I'm going to go crazy, you know, go for it. I mean, man. If Project Bluebeam somehow projects a deity to come down and be like hey uh-huh you know i mean i am the new deity and let's let's settle this and make I peace in the middle east soon, you think that's coming and you well, think they wanted to they, they just didn't have the technology before they wanted to do that it's pr- fucking sick right now oh, I've, I've seen some shit and it looks paula funny. white paula white uh book like look up a fucking thing of paula white and we'll play a video of her uh speaking in tongues She's a wild bitch, dude. And this is Donald Trump's like, this is his spiritual warrior that like speaks to the American Zionists. And she's like, and like, she goes hard doggy. She goes hard in the paint for Jesus and Donald Trump. See, kind of fine, older white lady. She is a fucking wild bitch, dude. And this was his like actual, like fucking, um, this was his spiritual advisor for uh the campaign every leader has one right yeah every leader needs one obama had what's his name the fucking uh the dude that hated the gay uh, dude i don't know if he was gay <laughs> <laughs> the Larry god dude bless america god the, 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 america. the 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 tucker carlson fucking interview the gay dude oh dude that was so much fun dude i don't <laughs> know if i believe weird. that guy but like it was so much fun dude yeah he was talking about blowing obama it it was the best dude that's crazy i didn't know uh trump had a spiritual advisor like that and she spoke in tongues dude no i mean there's like literal a a million youtube clips of her like like casting out the demonic democrats and like in the name of jesus the democrats are blah 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 like dude she goes so hard she's like a caricature of like everything you could imagine of like a right-wing christian spirit warrior like she's the best and worst dude here we go strike and angels have even dispatched from africa right now africa right now africa right now from (laughs) they're coming this is a remix obviously in the name of jesus from south america they're coming here is there a beat about to drop this was this was her (laughs) 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 after after biden won this was her like praying that the god you can't work in this earth A prayer protection for the country. For Hezekiah, <laughs> take care. Where's the speaking in tongues though? This heart. Just wait. Just wait. I mean, there's a ton. Of, this might be the wrong video. She goes hard with that shit, dude. Wow. They're 
be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory God I hear a sound of abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of shouting and singing I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of abundance I hear a sound of I think they're all remixes or is she doing this for real she's in the flow zone this is this, she's flowing right now. Yeah. For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven, victory, in the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. This is the For worst slam poetry <laughs> ever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the the devil bit too much. Angels have even Africa right now. They're coming from here. Africa. They're coming here in the name of Jesus. What's this Stop dude doing walking back and forth? It's they're like manic. Here. They're coming here. Trying to stop her. <laughs> South America, angelic forces, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement, angelic what reinforcement. What <laughs> going on here? Yo, this is wild. For I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound. There's got to be YouTube comments that translate Cali, that, right? There's got to be some comments that translate that, because that'd be interesting. <laughs> what's What's this channel's most popular video? <laughs> We're going all in. In the coil, in the 3D, in the coil, so that at the bottom, in the coil, we are moving the 3D. In the colleague, I tell you, the number is already cracked. That is. Are they pretty tooky? In the number, in the order, so free up with the ring. The Mula Patron Kakrangalia and the Kadi in hot fire, too. I'm keeping the she's she's doing that. Was tongues, right? Come on, I feel like tongue is just in flow zone, you know, you're kind of possessed by like. The creative spirit, so you're just kind of spitting, you know what I mean? I think it's crazy. I think it's it's weird and wacky. I hear, I feel the sound of victory, or whatever. I think, dude. I mean, you know, no shade to anyone that like speaks in tongues regularly, specifically you, Nate, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like like toddlers do this too, though. Like you'll see a toddler like go into a loop where they're just like blah 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 blah, and I mean, it's it releases dopamine, right? We were talking about that before. We're just floating around chemicals and atoms and, yeah. and you know things firing off and i mean some people fine bro like but just admit that you're just kind of like getting high on life you know what i mean sometimes it's a stroke sometimes you know? it's a stroke <laughs> and everyone's just like grandma's got the spirit of jesus in her but really yeah. she's she's having a like a brain hallelujah for real it's it's almost like this weird version of like grandma who cried wolf but it's like grandma spoke in tongues so often that you couldn't tell that she actually had Alzheimer's. But it, like there was something you were talking about, Joe Rizzi, a little bit ago. You're talking about like schizophrenics and this and that. I was like, it, there was a time where the schizophrenics, dude, there was a place for them. You know what I mean? There was a place for them, and they were actually fucking. Here we go. We got. It wasn't a good cool. place. Wait, I mean, you dude, see, they, they were, they were the, like they shamans, were the fucking or shamans or dude. Yeah, oh, they shit. were the fucking. Got they you, were bro. like. Re like uh well no, that's like, a very romantic <laughs> version of this though but i mean like not every crazy person you you meet out in public necessarily was going to be a shaman in a previous generation there's definitely a spectrum of well there's a lot of drug addicts thomas so i feel like i mean um, there's a lot of shamans that might have like gone a little bit too lost in the sauce too 
Maybe they would have all been shamans, Thomas. <laughs> I mean, was <laughs> before the Rockefeller system, there was no real credentials. Like if you if you had the supply, you were the shaman, right? You were yeah. the, you were the plug. You could have yeah, been the crazy true. for your town, buddy. Now we have that lady. I mean, tell me she's not a fucking skits and needs to be under a fucking bridge. So there is a an idea that angels from this... Africa right now from South America. I feel Skit, the angelic schizophrenic people victory, might be victory, seeing victory, 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 seeing kind of the reality. You know what I mean? That we don't see. That's kind of access to like psychedelics and all that shit. You know what I mean? So that constantly bleeding in will make for a manic crazy person you know what i mean so that's why i said there's probably like a a, a, there's probably a a gradient in a scale and a spectrum of of schizophrenic and i think the middle happy ground is where we get all the shamans maybe (laughs) it's the ones that know how to take themselves to that extreme if but I, I, think, hit me up. <laughs> I think the difference really is is that like a sh- like a true shaman in my my opinion as you know freaking uh, a white guy with bald head but a, like a true shaman would be kind of like a teacher where they can teach you how to do what they do and how to see the things the way that they see and if you don't know how to teach somebody else for whatever reason if if you don't want to or if you're just not good at it or you don't have the skills then I don't really think you could have been a shaman that like helped somebody Cause that the way that Mike conceived that is that like a shaman was almost like the OG, you know, plug slash psychologist slash therapist slash maybe he was even like a, like a judge. Like he would just tell you straight up, no, you're wrong. This is the way. And and we've got some remnants of that. Like in the Catholic service, right? You go and you do confessions and you tell everything you've done bad and like, okay, now you got to do like this many things and go do, you know, these different sort of like rituals and mm-hmm. you'll be cleansed of it. And it's like the shaman is kind of like a much better version of that. But he's like, go eat these five mushrooms and go trip out for three days and uh, come back to me when, you know, you've, you've sat in the corner and thought about this for a while. I grew up Catholic and then I grew up Christian. And so growing up in that environment, I've seen a lot of jabroni pastors, man. And I would like to think that, it's you a know, jabroni the- pastor. A jabroni pastor is like that. He goes in there and makes the stupid dad jokes, you know what I mean? And then spits a fragmented a speech of a, a fragmented piece of the Bible, like a verse, and somehow makes it into a, a thing and then prays and then does the whole like altar call, cries. Buddy, you know, and you're hurting me right now because I'm writing my sermon for tomorrow. I'm not kidding. <laughs> are, are, you guys, are you guys? I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. I was going to lead to this question. Are you guys religious? You know what I mean? But I, I was going to say, I feel like there's shamans out there that, you know, see the power in it that might preach, hey, we don't need to take these drugs or these, these, you know what I mean? And try to preach against going to that plug and manipulate things in order to kind of make their, make their message a little more plausible. You know what I mean? On some Nightcrawler shit, like Jake Gyllenhaal, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like like controlling the chaos and then yeah. pre- pretending like, oh, I just showed up at the right time. Like, see, I told you. You know what I mean? But, uh, Which, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of psychics that do that shit too, you know? Well, like like cold reading is one of my favorite topics to like get into because it's sort of it's mm-hmm. like this early pseudoscience that uh, kind of crossed over with NLP and stuff. But like one of the, the key things, and salesmen do this all the time, is just never saying the word no or like an improv. I don't know if any of you guys have ever 
like known someone or, or done like improv yourselves but one of those mm -hmm. rules is that you just never say no like you just always it's everything's affirmative it's always yes, like and. yes and yes and right but that's also a very good cold reading technique so if you're one of those dudes i i don't know how old you guys are like in the the mid 90s late 90s there was the dude that would like go on tv and just be like um I'm, I'm feeling a Frank, you know what I mean? And someone in the back would be like, Frank was my uncle. And he'd be like, yeah, it's definitely you, you know, and he would start going into it. And you would get a little drunk and handsy, didn't It's a key technique. It would just be like, mm -hmm. yes, like you would just always gravitate towards anyone that's being receptive and just say yes and feed into it. And that's kind of the Frank same says thing. He's fingering you right now. Right. Oh my God, it's Frank. I can feel him. <laughs> Have you ever, oh man, you ever heard of James Randy? So James no. Randy had this thing called the, I think it was called the Randy Challenge or the Supernatural Challenge. He would basically I say heard of this guy. Yeah. That, that if you could prove you were a psychic or had any sort of supernatural ability in a controlled environment, that he'd give you a million dollars. And like many, many people came and he, he was the one that basically was attributed to debunking Uri Geller, the guy that said he could bend spoons and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so like um, James Randi is kind of this guy that that sets that like boundary between like I don't know like like putting it on the line to say okay come here in this controlled environment and actually do this. That that's hard because you know there is the observer effect too. You know what I mean? And the double slit experiment, which is a fucking fascinating experiment if you look into it. But objectively, there is something that happens when when there's a stage set of like, you know, th there's kind of a expectation to prove something. You know what I mean? Well, this this guy's other claim to fame too was that in I think it was in the eighties, um, Popov Industries was this guy that would sell like miracle spring water and you'd get it in the mail or you like sprinkle it on your mailbox. You're talking about Peter Popov, right? P yeah, like, Popov Industries. Yeah. yeah. And uh and so James Randy went into one of his big like tent sermons that they would take out on the road with like a radio scanner and he hacked into whatever frequency that they were using in these things. And, and Dude, he actually I had, had him like and then he'd be like, you know, go get him, Peter. In those tent revivals. I grew up in those tent revivals as a kid. Like, I was in and out of fucking tents, sleeping on the floor. No way. Like, my mom was taking me to those, like, all the time. And that was a big deal about Peter Popov because it, that, like, obviously that was before my time because that, like, happened in, like, 1985 or something like he that. He was still around. Dude, he made a huge yeah. comeback and, st and still he kept did. doing Peter Popov Industries for a while. I man, yeah, I, I swear that this is not a fever dream, but I rem like kind of what Jerizi was saying. Like I remembered at some point uh in church, you know, Roman Catholic service, but um they would pause while they were getting ready to pass out the Eucharist, which is supposed to be like the most sacred part. Like, you're about to take a bite out of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And as they would prepare for that, they'd start reading out like like it was a commercial break and then be like Oh, you know, the so and so was having a twenty percent off sale. Make sure you go and support this. Blah, blah. And I get that it was like a local community. In retrospect, it's actually kind of cool that they were like supporting each in, yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. But all I heard was like, "Is this a fucking commercial break <laughs> in church? Like, what is going on here?" Wait, did he change the tone to a commercial tone, or was he like? Well, they had like deep. a special person go up ah. to the podium and take over because it would just be like sermon, sermon, sermon. And then, okay, and now after this commercial break, you know, everyone eats Jesus. And then it was like another guy would come up to the podium 
and just read out these. Uh, anyways, that was like a, a weird place for me to, to I don't know. It, it kind of like took me out of the whole, it's no longer the sacred ritual anymore. Like, yeah, like I can just change the channel Jesus now. so bland? Like, if I'm eating some flesh, like, did you put a little salt on there? Dude, I uh, this is going to sound weird, but I would go to get the Eucharist and I would keep it in my mouth and pretend like I was eating it. And I would get back to like the pew and I would take it back out and put it in my pocket. And I saved a bunch of them and I would do like experiments with them and shit. I'd like burn them or I'd try to Jesus. like soak them in. <laughs> yeah, bro. Because I mean, I legitimately believed at a certain point that like this might be magic because this the is the blood too, bro, or what? That's, uh, the, that's the essence. <laughs> no, no. Cause like when, when uh, I was younger and plus bro, it was, it was weird. Like that's seeing all these old people funny, go up and drink out of the same cup. And all they do is just wipe a little thing off. Like, <laughs> It was so gross to me. Like I never wanted to drink the backwash of like a hundred, you know, elderly people from South That's Florida. Hilarious, so. bro. But yeah, man, I, I never found anything cool about it. But I saved a whole bunch of them. I did all kinds of weird <laughs> shit with Eucharist to see what would. Nothing like that. I mean, it was like twelve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. I already see Nate's fucking wheels spinning. <laughs> Dude, no, yeah. That's all funny. kinds of things. It's like my mind. in Jesus' name. Make sure to check out Reality Service and the K Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You know what I mean? I'll see you guys next Sunday. <laughs> but I wanted to transition into this. Are you guys religious? I mean, what's your religious background? I don't like to say, all right, I'm going to get real gay right now. I have Looking a relationship good. with Jesus. Hey, not, what's It's not a religion. <laughs> I practice kind of yeah. the same thing, brother. I, I, I try to be Christ-like, right? Yeah. There you go. That's it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I like to call it. I like to call it like being a Christ follower. I, I mm -hmm. don't even really call myself a Christian. Yeah. What's the what's the speaking in tongues thing about, though? <sighs> That's the what Christ, I grew up doing, Christ like, in tongues? I got the I got the gift to the Holy Ghost when I was like uh, five years old. Wait, did, so Christ, you, did Christ you ever speak in, speak in tongues? What's that? Did Christ ever speak in tongues? No. Uh, it it happened at the day of Pentecost after Christ was dead. So, like the story of the Pentecost is that there was a group of uh, the apostles, and they were like in downtown, like Jerusalem or something, right? So you're like in the Middle East somewhere uh, around that that area that's contested right now, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of foreigners there, and literal flaming tongues came from heaven and hit people on the fucking head. Like it like came into their body, like hit them and they started speaking languages. And so like, like people that had only known, uh, I, I can't, what's the fucking language they all spoke. I can't even remember. Uh, we're now speaking Greek. They were now speaking Latin. They're now speaking like all the different tongues. They, they started, like like, they started speaking Egyptian. They started like, speaking Ethiopian, like, to all the different people that were there. It sounds cool, but it sounds silly and like it's bullshit. And so they were also like angelic languages that were given to people. And so like all these languages that are now spoken um, are supposed to be languages that are like holy. They're supposed to be like, so what she was doing right now, she was like, she was getting a download from, from heaven and spitting hot fire from God directly. 
And that's what that lady was doing that we were watching yeah. a little while ago. That's like that's the gift of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, like she's speaking in an angelic language. The the cases where they speak in angelic languages, and then later on, it's you know later tr- um, translated, and it actually matches. That's the creepy stuff, you know what I mean? Especially if you looked into history, and they have no no um his historic background of, of knowing what that means. So, so there I are some of those cases like secondhand where like someone will be like speaking in tongues and someone from a different country could understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And like there's weird like stories, but like and it's never happened to me and I don't speak another language. So how the fuck would I ever know? But, but I, I have, have to take I have their to word say, for it. Yeah. Just like there are the jabroni people out there, there could be an accomplishment. Kind yeah, of I just feel like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spaz out. Just back me up. You know what I'm saying? Dude, there's another uh, man. I've, I've got a, I got <laughs> this huge book of all the tricks that these old like Satanists and occultists would actually use when people would show up to their like little satanic temple or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. all just parlor tricks, but it was very coveted. Like a lot of people never kind of like let that gig up. And, and one of the ones that has blown my mind. It's one of the coolest ones. But it was like this way to to tell like someone's birthday, right? So they would say like, "Oh, I can oh, sense wow. anyone's astrology. I can sense what zodiac you're from." Blah blah blah. And so what they would do is be like, "Look, we'll, we'll prove it. I'll leave the room. Like I'll go like outside. You can see me outside. I won't be able to hear anything. And then you can just tell everyone else in this room. Like you can tell Nate what your what your birthday is, everything. And then I come back in the room. It works better if it's not online where he can like text me and shit. Mm-hmm. But what you would do is and like." Nate would know what what year, uh, month, and day you were born, right? So me and Nate would have pre-assigned, like, when he comes in, he's going to either, like, point to one of his knuckles that would represent, like, the month you were born in, and then Mm. he might say, here we have, or he'd say, and this is, and, like, the letter A is one, but the letter H is eight. So just the word that he used to introduce you could then tell me like what month it is. Like, so just having these little codes and it's not hard. You could train yourself to do this in two hours and then blow anyone away. Cause then every single person that sits down on that chair, Nate would just tell me exactly what their birthday was. And I could just say it in real time. And you'd be like, how the hell does this guy know everyone's birthday? This is wild, you know? Um, and then imagine this is happening in a time when people didn't have cell phones or internet. And weren't as suspicious, I guess. Right. Thomas, so how with with that whole like, can you tell me about those groups that were doing this? These were like as like satanic churches or what? What the yeah, fuck? Give me, give me a second. Like, keep keep talking. I'll, I'll grab the book. That's like word yeah, magic, I, bro. Really right? It's almost like like some some form of social engineering. You know what I mean? Well, when it In comes a conversational to way, like that, right? They can't be true believers because if they really fucking believe. They would feel like like God would give them the power. God would tell them these things, right? Mm-hmm. So like they, they have to be going in like knowing it's bullshit. I actually got a uh, a little document scanner. I haven't used it yet. Maybe I'll I'll break it out real quick. See if it works. It's effective. I mean, the CIA uses those techniques. So like yeah. to, to people that are socially awkward too, you know what I mean? That might yield a yes if you corner them a little bit. You see it in like, like telemarketers and fucking scammers. You know what I mean? Like they're not pe- people aren't as as um, protected or, or defensive about that as they think. 
Yeah, check this shit out. So this is just some random thing that I found on eBay in like 2002 or something. I was just searching rare occult books, right? So it's called... Uh, I, am I showing the right screen here? The New yep. Invocation, Index 1 through 6. Right. So so the magazine is called The New Invocation, and it's by, by Scott Gordon, I guess. Um, this shit is so fucking wild. I'm trying to hear. I'm trying to, this is a brand new camera, so I'm figuring out how to use it. So here we got, like, I don't know how close I can get here. Yeah, okay. That broad looks like she's coming. So, okay, so we've got, you know, announcements, right? Lovecraftian ceremonies, Magic Circle of Dr. Fowles, blah, 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 ESP. blah, 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 blah. You've got ESP. a bunch of, you know, and here's like some mental stuff. You've got dragon lore. There's some cool stuff in here. Psychic phenomenon. But then, uh, let's see. This one's cool. Weird rites and magic rituals. Dambala, Olympia, Lord of the Rings, reincarnation, sacrifice. That last one's work of the devil. And then, yeah, you got some some awesome artwork in some of these. But if I like sort through some of the, and that was just the um, like the title page, right? Mm -hmm. So someone had actually got like these are these were printed in like the seventies, and someone bound all of them, so they must have had every one of these. What mere magic? But here I, I want to see if I can find one where it's literally just like stage magic tricks. Like here we go. Here's a good example of one. Look. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, my bad. Hold it. Here we go. Look, magnetic rope gimmick with the tarbell screw type rope gimmick. So it says the magic, two pair of magnetic rope gimmicks, a pair of tarbell rope gimmicks, some rope, a pole and a cloth and a square makeup of, of the props. A scar on each wrist is decoration. The rope gimmicks, rope and pole are assembled as follows. And it's got this whole like ritual about scars. Um, but like, Imagine going to one of these black magic rituals and the guy comes out and he shows like scars on his wrist or his hands mm -hmm. or whatever and does this whole thing and is telling you like the power of Satan, you know, just healed me or, or took the scars away. And this book is just filled with this stuff. Um, but this book was also like not for the masses, right? This like there's so many places in here where it's like this is the teacher's guide. Don't let the students see this. You know what I mean? That's but it's, when it comes to people that are like that are doing things like this, they have to be like wildly like atheists, right? Like, because they can't actually believe in the power of Satan. If they're it sounds like some fucking Templar shit, bro. Like some Templar Baphomet shit. No, Thomas, you're, you're muted, buddy. Thomas, you're on mute. You're, they Thomas, got him. Can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I fingered the button, but I was just saying, look, it was like on page six or seven that I had scrolled to. Look at how thick this freaking book is. Again, it's Jeez. it was like volumes one through six, and each volume was like a year, I think. So this is like <laughs> six years worth of all of these magic ritual, like quote unquote magic rituals. Um, but this was wild, man. I've never even seen or heard of anything like this before. It was like a random purchase on eBay in the early two thousands. Fuck yeah, dude. But yeah, man. I mean, here's proof, right? Here's proof that like some of these occult groups were fucking just doing magic tricks. Mm -hmm. It's believable. Do the, the great thing about it, like, like the Grand America guys, Thomas, like they'll take old, obscure, like uh, books like that, and they'll do an audio version of it, and they'll fucking let's sell it. You should start. You should like do little audio books like that, and, like because nobody has that book. 
no one does have this book dude, yeah. this is like some some crazy shit dude you have no idea the collection one day one day yeah buddy i mean you haven't now nice that i've got this little a thing that i showed you i've been planning yeah. on doing that just showing off some of the weird the weird books that i got dude you have a nice voice for that it would be fucking good like i i would oh. listen to a book like well, thank you nate but it's all like, about he really fast i will be right back it's all about inciting an experience if you can make it some somewhat mystical right and you got them and then from there you just kind of keep you gotta keep the image and the illusion alive that's really what it is and it goes back to i had an episode with my cousin on our podcast and we talked about the structures of chapels back in the day how the main centerpiece used to be the organ right and how they used to really we talked about this in our podcast like the, the the different frequencies can kind of incite different emotions different subtle feelings and like having an organ and black like obviously like organs like organs from back in the day where that's the centerpiece of the chapel they sound fucking like boss music compared to like you know some digital piano that you're hearing on sunday well, sometimes well, and you know? also people back then didn't have a way they didn't have digital or even analog recordings of anything so when they would mm -hmm. go to church and and be in these cathedrals that's the only time they'd hear some of those sounds like they're not they're not hearing like these nice bids and and uh mids and harmonies and like all the different choruses they're not hearing that in normal life like at the best they might be humming to themselves or singing something off tune so when they right. go in and they and it's and it's crazy because it's you're never going to hear those sounds outside of church they've got stained glass so you're going to be seeing colors you're never going <laughs> to see outside of church they yeah, got the trip, weird right? like frankincense <laughs> and myrrh and like all these other smells that you're never everyone's like this so yes, yeah, so, so you life. walk in, but you're literally trans, you know, you know, you're transported to a completely different reality. And it's not just like metaphorical. It's literally your senses are now experiencing frequencies that they don't experience at any other time. And when that becomes like your only release from like this horrible, miserable existence, you're just working all the time to just like make sure you have food by the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like at the most you might plan weeks or months ahead of time unless you're like the next class up but at that point you don't really care about any of this mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've been at mega churches like i said i grew up christian i've been to small churches you know what i mean it's mega going church to a mega church fun it feels like going to like a concert right bro it's like a concert man what's up nate we're talking about mega churches and you know small community style churches yeah, bro. I grew mega up churches. in like a small community style church, but I've been to mega churches too. I've been to Bethel. Sounds fun, and that's man. Like the big one, the big one at Bethel in Reading. That's like that one's fucking enormous, bro. That's so. Like so I've never been to a mega church. I'm, is is bro, it like if you their, went their to like worship a team? Their worship team is off the chains, bro. Dude, like Bethel's next level is like the best in the world. Wait, wait, hold on. You said a worship team. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're worship team. like the they're basically their band literally their worship team but they're they're they got original sometimes bro they got original yeah. sometimes like they're a band it. or they're a team they're a band team okay <laughs> team band. that's kind of okay yeah sure no that's but cool. Going back to the small churches, that's not to say that, you know, we were talking about how, you know, back then the chapels and the organs and stuff, those kind of 
special effects can make you feel God, right? But that's not to say that this small churches, I've been to small churches that meet in like fucking just like lunch rooms and shit, right? That's not to say that you also don't feel God there as well, right? So, you know what I mean? Not the downplaying most powerful experiences that I've had were at small churches. Not downplaying God or like the life energy or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? I just feel like, like I said, there's a lot of exploitation happening to be able to take your energy or your your attention or your money. You know what I mean? Well, they had the monopoly on it, right? Because that was the only, like we were saying, it's the only place you could go. And once you realize that you got a monopoly on it. Then you can just say, like, whenever you get someone in that heightened state, again, it's like sales tactics. You get somebody mm -hmm. at the peak of their heightened state, and then you sell them the thing that you're trying to sell them. And then that's where the sermon comes in, right? right. So, I mean, you can convince somebody, hey, this, this awesome feeling you're getting right now, these new smells and colors and sounds and feelings, that's God. And it's not just any God. It's our God. It's the God that lives in this church. So you better come back to this church next Sunday to keep getting this dose of this particular God. But I think that they're just figuring out ways to trigger, you know, dopamine and serotonin release and then saying, you know, this is X, this is Y. But really, like, anyone can, I think, put themselves into that same state. Well, okay, so I've heard, like, the ideas where that maybe these old fucking chapels or old, old world, that they're, like, that they, these buildings were created uh before like catholicism's consolidation of like culture and are we talking tartaria and, right now we're talking tartaria <laughs> oh shit just say it just fucking drop the yeah. name man come on so we're talking there's, there's some cultures and theories bitch you're talking about <laughs> tartaria <laughs> it, buddy we're gonna have a big tartaria episode coming up i'm gonna get that shit together we're gonna have a fucking good time uh can you can you have a small tartaria episode Dude, this one's gonna be hard though. We're gonna we're gonna have some big fuckers on there, and it's gonna be wild. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. That's uh, so but, but like, there's that idea that like literally they'll say like, why was this like this instrument called the organ? Mm -hmm. And they'll say that is because it was literally there to heal your organs. Yeah. Like, and so they'll talk about how these buildings were actually designed like geometrically, and how they like just like the fucking the way they fucking make the frequency bounce off the fucking pretty windows and all the different edges and everything that like w me playing the organ i could heal your fucking lungs i could heal your heart i could feel heal your brain i could take your cancer away and that like all of this stuff was then like uh, like this knowledge was occulted like this pagan knowledge was occulted by the catholic church and then they fucking like this was a takeover Right. And, devil, uh, let me throw a devil's advocate here with the, with an appropriate throw a name. Big one, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I feel like secular or religious or whoever you are, there, there seems to be overwhelming evidence that just R and R, just rest and recuperation, and not being constantly stressed out, does wonders for just letting your body take over and heal itself. Right. Just through natural biological process. So why else would it be called an organ? Okay. I didn't know cheap. that. You know what's interesting? Illuminati confirmed. We had, a, <laughs> we had um we had a holistic healer named Hydrogen Warrior on our podcast, and he talked about the Tesla coil, right? And mm -hmm. it's something that kind of emits a frequency and kind of can clear blockages inside of you. And why it's highly revered in the holistic community is because it's a 
invasive, non-invasive procedure. So you could kind of, you know, bypass cutting the skin with just the frequency of it. I don't believe so, it though. At the end, at the end that of the day, silly. you think so? Oh yeah, that sounds fucking ridiculous. Tesla coil, look it up. I can buy I a Tesla coil. I've I've got a Tesla coil. I bought one on Amazon. I don't think that I would trust. Like, if you had all the resources in the world, right? Are you really gonna have a bunch of people hum and play organs around you and shoot you a Tesla coils? Or are you gonna pop your ass in like a four hundred million dollar CAT scan machine and get like the laser surgery and shit? Like, I don't know, man. I I feel that there well, like when the only other option was bloodletting then yeah hell yeah listening to organ music and chilling out and and feeling supported and putting yourself in a different mind state was probably something that could have saved your life as opposed to just going back out there but and mm -hmm. i believe in cymatics 100 cymatics is legit because opera singers right they want 432 which is the you know that's the like the magical frequency the one that deprograms us versus 440 but really 432 is more natural to the human body and to the throat and it's provable because opera singers when they're forced to sing at 440 it like hurts their throat but it's easier to tune instruments Which so it's like this weird thing where you can prove that 432 is better to the human biology than 440 in a practical way rant I, rant over i think potentially i haven't looked into the tesla coil too deep other than other than what he said but, you need to get a Tesla coil made out of Oregon that is the shape <laughs> of a penis, and you stick this in your ass, and you plug so it you in. got some birds some sage before. Don't forget then, that part. Then you let have me, to be look that up. I'm just <laughs> while you're playing the fucking organ, and then but you just become just immortal. Playing with the placebo effect, right? Like, yeah, it's just the, just relaxing, like you said, can can do wonders for you. But even relaxing with an affirmation on top of that, with some music on top of that, could do yeah, one yeah, absolutely. as well too. So, hundred percent, dude. It's it's almost like techno. I, I feel like technology ultimately, whoever has the technology, ultimately controls the power, right? And if you don't have the technology, if you could somewhat fabric fabricate some kind of device, you know what I mean, and somehow create some kind of like, you know what I mean, fake. But if, so let's say you, know what I mean? you, I feel in, like... you find an old blueprint and an old book from like this old ancient fucking thing. And you sit there and you sit there and like fucking painstakingly recreate this like amazing fucking tech. I don't know what the fuck Tesla coil, if you want to call it out of like copper. And then you like you're grounding and you have it, you know, whatever you're fucking doing. And you really believe it's going to work like you're saying. It doesn't matter. It's going to it's going to fucking work. Because I, I honestly, I really believe there's so much to your fucking body and your fucking mind, like that, that, that real, like, so all those. You think it would work if, if you accidentally chopped your thumb off? You think that would work? I don't know, dude. I, I, I think I that story where I saw a lady's leg extend in front of me, or it was her arm. It was her. She had like a gimp arm, and they fucking they were sitting there praying and. She, they were hearing the sound of victory, <laughs> victory, 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 and they uh -huh. fucking yanked this bitch's arm, and it was a gimp arm, and then all of a sudden it was a fucking. Then she could like I don't know jerk me off after that, because it was like good to go. I mean, sometimes bloodletting healed people. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure it worked for some people, 
But well, I, I don't know. Did did the bloodletting heal them, or did they just survive <laughs> despite having someone take blood out of them? Because a lot of people died from bloodletting with yes. no real benefit. Like I don't know if they've ever shown a but true ones, benefit to bloodletting. The ones that survived at the time that therapy was effective for them. You know was it though? I don't know, well, man. They, got... their, their symptoms were cleared. You know what I mean? As, right, but what if, like, what if they just medical... got like a deep tissue massage instead of getting bloodletting? I feel like they also would have been great and also wouldn't have lost any blood in the process. I, I just think that the the appropriate therapy also sometimes doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like if you need a blockage cleared, a it's all in your mind. If you're it's still your thinking, mind. you know what I mean? If you're still paranoid after you get the thing taken out of you, you're not fully in the clear. You know what I mean? That's that thing could still possibly manifest in you or in a in a different form. You know what I mean? It might be in another spot or something. That that's kind of what I'm at the same when... time, the incorrect therapy could sometimes be beneficial for you because of the placebo effect. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm just playing the gray area, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Play that gray area, buddy. I mean, yeah. there was a time in uh, the American medical like establishment that they thought when women were being like erratic, they were like, you just haven't come good for a minute. And so they were having these broads, like, like when they were showing signs of like anxiety, they would call them manic. They'd be like, Oh, this bitch is just being crazy. And like, this is before they had like good SSRI drugs and stuff. Cause now they just put you on SSRIs. But back in the day, the doctor would just be like, all right, get over here. And you'd go nom, 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 like this and finger bang the fuck out of you. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh! And you just like come with a motherfucker, and all of a sudden you're all your fucking symptoms were alleviated because the doctor just finger blasted you, and you're like, <laughs> like this is real medical science and history right here, dude. Oh, which, that was, which a, was a flash in time, bro. Like a small moment in time when like that profession existed. Yeah, if you think like, about, yeah, if you think about it, might be the, over here, I'm gonna flick it. Might be <laughs> the appropriate <laughs> therapy for that. You know what I mean? Bypassing all the side effects of going on SSRIs and stuff. <laughs> it was probably better for you than all the SSRIs. Yeah. Like these broads just need to get or you their can, like fucking, explore your sex life. Snatches blasted again. They just yeah. need doctors. They, they can be safe. They can put on a fucking like nylon glove. Put on some lubricant and just like this. Jesus. I think it's gonna save America. Make that a soundbite, bro. <laughs> these parents, these fucking whack job bitches, they just get <laughs> finger blasted. Like it's what? Damn. It's what the oh, doctor ordered. <laughs> you can't you can't prescribe that though, but that might be what some people need. You know what I mean? Is I just well, I'm just curious. Is it controversial to to be pro SSRI? No, I don't think so. Uh kind of like for. I some feel like that's the norm, right? A, yeah, I feel like the a norm is to be pro. SSRI. I think I'm a normie. I feel like I'm pro SSRI. Mm -hmm. I think just because that they they pump you know school shooters full of them doesn't mean the SSRI is bad, right? It's kind of like the. Mm -hmm. The gun, right? It's not <laughs> the SSRI didn't pull the trigger. It was fucking the shitty kid of the FBI agent, right? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it was the FBI. Well, like, like I said, just just like just like we like it affects people differently. And I mean, some people it's like perfect for them. You know what I mean? They don't have seizures and stuff. Some people it's like maybe you shouldn't smoke smoke the just like the finger banging chick maybe. Mm -hmm. She needs to go on SRI. Maybe the, the I'd rather the, get or, finger orgasm, she's still tripping. Like you know what I'm saying? So that was an improvement. <laughs> that was like that was a right step. 
Like, and then there was like that sweet spot where they were like, Hey, finger blasting's going to help. And then somebody was like, Hey, let's just put an ice pick in their eye. In the eye, you kind of push the eye out of the way yeah. a little bit and like squeeze it in between. And it's when he started getting like carpal tunnel. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, I'm, fuck. I'm just like, I'm finger blasting all day. Oh, yeah. If they don't come within like 30 minutes, they just yeah. get the ice pick. Or if they're a little fat and ugly, he's like, you know what? This one, I'm not finger blasting that one. This one looks like Gorlock. Like, this one's getting the pick. I right. know someone for you. <laughs> specialist. <laughs> Get a referral. But going back to healing placebo effect, I mean, wasn't, and, and I want to talk about like, like word magic and spells because we got into that too. Like, abracadabra, abracadabra kind of healed people at the time too, right? So I wanted to ask I think you guys. That's bullshit. Okay, Thomas, I like how you shoot a lot of things down. Do you think? <laughs> that certain phonetic sounds and terms can incite some kind of like supernatural yeah. effect. Yeah, I think, think yeah. So? Well, 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 hold on. Supernatural? No, no. Okay. Maybe I like think, subtle, I think you right? could like I think subtle... you can like like NLP or something. Like if yeah, you yeah, yeah. utter the right phrases in the right way, you can put somebody into a more agitated or less agitated state, more receptive, less receptive. And if you know the ones like the way to say things, you can get someone into a state that's a little bit more agreeable to what you're trying to do. But I don't think that there's like instant magical powers where like you just immediately fall asleep or you just immediately turn good or bad. I think that's kind of silly. All you got to do you... is you got to drop the name of JC, buddy. <laughs> it's, it works. And then that's one of these wild things. But isn't that like... just is that just mean Zeus? Jesus. Have you not have you not heard that have this I, one that that it, it stands for I.O. Zeus, which really meant like hail Zeus. So therefore, every time someone calls it Jesus, it's actually sort of like heresy because you're yeah, truly praising yeah, Zeus yeah, in the name like of Jesus. Yeah, and then I mean, even more than that is like when when they end a prayer and amen, that is like amen or amen hope have. And that was like a, a, a fucking sign of a fucking yeah one of the fucking pharaohs like you were saying like i don't know mm -hmm. but it works and uh <laughs> it, like it's a cultural thing like to me that maybe there's something to it as far as like uh if you want to like go down the route of like um thomas what's that when you uh when like um people build something like in their mind and they kind of like uh create a fucking like create a bean or make something powerful uh, like, like kind of in a weird aggregoric way uh, the name of Jesus because because so many people put stock in that name there I've heard the arguments that's the reason why like if because there is some powerful things that happen sometimes when you say I declare this in the name of Jesus I've seen things happen I've seen like lives change I've, I've seen like I've seen like demons come out of people, but you don't even see more than like 0.03% of the visible spectrum. So I don't know how reliable your shitty eyeballs are. <sighs> That's the thing about the fine line between spirituality and religion. You know what I mean? Because I feel like spirituality is exploring without bounds. Like the astral, you can't even fucking define that shit. It's so abstract. You know what I mean? That's where you get like Moses talking about like a burning bush. It's not burning, but like, and he sees, and people in the Bible talking about like 
beings with faces that's facing me, but it's also facing 10 different directions. It's like so fucking abstract. I, if you've done psychedelics, like telling people that don't do psychedelics, you sound fucking crazy. But if you talk about your trip with someone else who's done it, they kind of get it because it's very abstract the way you're kind of talking about things. Well, they talk about Moses in that burning bush, it being, uh, kind of fucking tree that is that is out there that Vacation. is like super yeah rich. yeah mm-hmm. dmt and then mm-hmm. maybe we found a way to like do that uh that you know whatever whatever you have to fucking do so that like your body can actually absorb that dmt like you need a moni or whatever uh inhibitor to fucking like block your body from like breaking it down instantly mm-hmm. and so like i mean that's like how wild uh what's that shit in the jungle thomas Ayahuasca, Ayahuasca right? they say yeah. the spirits told them the how to do park. it. Yeah. yeah, and so they say like literally their gods, their spirits told them how to do it. It's like it's a really complicated fucking thing. But I'm not saying that they didn't know how to do that in the time of like in fucking ancient Egypt and in the time of fucking whatever when Moses did it. They might have had a way. Like he might have been smoking fucking DMT. He might have been getting high as fuck. And My actually thing is- hearing the word of God spiritual journey is an ongoing thing where your your reality and your beliefs are constantly going to be shattered because you're trying to you know capture something so abstract that's constantly changing that you can't even verbalize but religion is almost like pinning it down into law and saying that if you don't you know what i mean follow these rules then you're going to go to a certain place that's bad you know what i mean it's like to me it's it's you're kind of putting god in a box by subscribing to you know what i mean of, uh, like passionately to a religion you know what i mean opposed to like sort of just practicing like an outline of your life type of t- type of thing you know what i mean well that's exoteric religion though because once you start getting more esoteric or like theologians and stuff or even just like general occultism i think it's it becomes less of a rule book and more of like a map yeah right yeah. it's more like it's hey if you're going down this path sure. here's what other people have found and what they think lies down this path but if you want to go mm-hmm. down that way like here's these people but i don't i like uh we're talking about dogma when we start talking about like the religious law and stuff but that doesn't necessarily right. like religion is just every morning you wake up you know you go and you take a grumpy shit and then you you grab some oj or something like if if you develop a very specific routine to where like your your life works better having that routine than not having that routine it's kind of just add a little bit of spiritualism to it and now you've got a religion but like when we talk about organized religion and dogmas in the organized religion it's also tapping back into that concept of i don't want to be kicked out of my community because there's this there's this like neanderthal genetic part of my brain that's like you're gonna die and starve and never have any progeny if you know you get kicked out of this certain situation and like the, the religions I feel like they knew about that. Like someone knew that deep down in the monkey brain or whatever the hell you want to call it, like there's this thing that knows that if you get ostracized, like there's this primal part of you that's that'll do anything it can to not be excluded from the group. And it's not just because of narcissism. It's caused like legitimately great, great, great grandma and grandpa would have died if mm-hmm. they didn't like somehow get back into good graces. And it, it's like this right. annoying gene that's in all of us but that some people know how to extort it really well. Yep. Well, I think that's, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I think that's uh, collectivism or you could even say government. Tribalism. Like, type tribalism. Shit. Yeah. That like 
the worst possible thing to do would be to be ostracized from the group. Right. I mean, and that's in nature too. When they fucking like a group of fucking monkeys, they decide to fucking ostracize this monkey. He fuck, he's dead. Well, that's one of my biggest, my biggest uh, sort of criticisms of like the, what do you call it? The agrigor culture or what do you call it? The, anarchist or what are you talking about yeah yeah there's like a certain name for it though where everybody like just trades with each other within a small community that's agorism. agorism yeah. yeah and everyone like always always like oh that's you know that's the way that we can get out of here but it's just like what if you just happen to live in a place where you're not friends with any of your neighbors and they decide to blacklist you like that sucks but right now i can be the biggest asshole in in a five mile radius and i could still get amazon to deliver anything i want to keep me alive indefinitely right well with mm -hmm. agorism buddy like that's that's the whole thing though too is that it's there's markets within markets within markets like there's always going to be assholes and even if you're like that's the other thing too is that there's freedom for you to fucking go wherever the fuck you want first of all you can find your tribe of pricks or you yeah that's very inconvenient right, right. though that's that's very very inconvenient to just having to like move somewhere find out you're the asshole move somewhere again find out you're still the asshole you know what i mean like how how much time and resources do you have to find a place until you find other people that are like your equal level of asshole i don't know dude but there's always people metaverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what's six six. yeah <laughs> there's always people that have that want your money thomas and that want your money more than they want their goods so i think dude that's the whole thing about agorism is that it's all black market so even if there was like uh a fucking like the group said like we're not trading with you that's not agorism at all because there is no rules in agorism it's all black markets there's somebody else would be like oh yeah they said that but I want your fucking money and here's my goddamn product. That's mm. what it is. There is no fucking rules to agorism. And that's the fucked up part because like literally dude, like I, I, I basically consider myself like a right wing fucking psychopath, uh, agorist. Um, but like the way, which most agorists are left wing, but that's why I'm a fucking weirdo. But like, uh, agorist dude, like if you start getting in with their communities, which I have, like I, like I was like a kind of like if anyways, whatever, I won't talk about that. But like there's <laughs> like agorist communities out here. You're gonna find people that are like like there's people that want to do homeschooling and that want to trade raw milk and that wanna like fucking like sell like meat under the table, eggs, whatever. But then there's also people that wanna like fucking sell like heroin and wanna fucking sell hand grenades and wanna sell like there's like dude, these guys, like you're gonna find the oddest people, the yeah, weirdest true. fucking people that just want no fucking rules that are that will. Oh, do you want do you want a fucking like a a dead person, a dead black woman's pussy? Oh, well, it's going to cost you this much. I'll get that for you. Like there, there's like because it's that yeah, black. Market there's a demand. Energy, yeah. That black market. Yeah. They're just like, all right, you want that? I'll get that for you. Like everything has a price attached. Like there's weird motherfuckers in this in like these groups dude like in mm -hmm. these like communities and like leave it or not you're selling me like, more on this as you go now <laughs> shit dude it's wild like there's literally you can find anything that you're looking for damn <laughs> like i want like hot pockets with heroin in them and then and they're just like all right yeah 
I, Thomas, you're in Florida right now. I know Agoras in Florida right now. I could hook you up. You could have a heroin hot pocket tonight. Damn. <laughs> Speaking of uh, meeting your tribe and, you know, it's easier now online, obviously. You're from Portland. You're from Florida. How'd you guys meet and how'd you guys kind of get into your guys' collective? Because you guys kind of have a lot of people in your circle as well. How did it all how did that all come about? I think I just came on as a guest one time. We clicked and I mm-hmm. filled in because someone couldn't make it one night and and the rest is history. The rest is okay. history, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I mean, I didn't even come out of my cave before I started coming on with Nate here. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know any. Do we? We Nate'll have me on and be like, "This is this guy that's like, he's got all these awards and he's, you know, he's been a huge thing." And like, I don't know anyone from anybody. I mean, I <laughs> truly live in a cave and in a bubble. So, yeah, I don't feel bad about it, but it's just and it, and it's kind of cool, right? Because I always feel like I'm the person at the movies. That hasn't seen any of the previews and it's right. like what this is a zombie movie and everyone else is like yeah that's why i'm here right but i don't know it's it's kind of interesting to do it that way yeah it's cool um bro when i first saw was it dark knight the first movie with christian bale i didn't know it was a batman movie so yeah man that's like, what i'm what saying yeah <laughs> it's so much it's so much better when you go into something blind and then it's like something right. you won't expect I do feel bad messing up people's names though, because when we started the podcast, I want to look people up, bro. I just and it, you know, I wanted to come with the raw energy of being organic. Hey, let's get to know each other. You know what I mean? Not fabricated. And yeah, sometimes I listen to my old shit. I'm like, damn, I should have fucking researched his name at least. <laughs> but that's Dude, cool. How I long go so fucking raw on a lot of these, <laughs> like so fucking raw. And I will mispronounce their name like twice in the intro. Like it, that's been a thing. And I just, you just have to fucking keep going. Sometimes like for you, Nate, I think like once you mispronounce someone's name the first time, even if you hear it right after that, the fact you you've already doing said it. it, like that's the only way you're ever going to say it forever. <laughs> hey man, that's word magic. That makes the person feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Well, Sometimes I wanted to point out the respect um, a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, and the word Aum, I think like A-U-M, like the one that people use to kind of go into trances. I think that's one of the um, best examples. Because that, that one describes, this is like some Manly Palmer Hall stuff, but like it describes the the breath coming out of the back of your throat, which is the ah. Like that, act, like if when you say ah, you can feel that it's the back of your throat vibrating to make that noise. And then the you, you can feel it to like the top of the back of your throat. So it's like the air coming up over your throat. And then the um, you can only make by closing your lips together. So it's like it actually starts from this raw, you know, potential energy in the back of the throat. Then you use like human intellect and skill to focus it into one spot in the throat. And then you focus it into the M. And doing that over and over, it really does put you into a trance. So that's a very, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what language or culture or anything, that noise making over and over can put you in the same trance universally. Dude, Just I do it thinking, right now. If, if you maybe. say um and you hold that, because I used to practice, like, a lot of, like, breath work and, like, meditation stuff. I went down a rabbit hole in that. If you hold um for, like, 10 seconds, you feel a vibration in your head. You know what I mean? So and I don't know if you ever done this too, but like when you're holding that that M, 
and you get that vibration. If you just like get your teeth like just close enough, you can like they feel jitter. it. I'm like, yeah, but like yeah. just like doing those weird things. That's exactly what making that noise is all about. It's about focusing and being like not to to sound all like woo woo, but like in like present in the moment. But truly, like your focus is on like the vibrations that your just body is making by itself. There's, so there's what is really the name? The hippie like girl. If she's doing wrong, oh, she's blowing you. Like, do you oh, murder? dude, you need to write that one down. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, <laughs> she release your demons. But at Bro, least, but don't, don't quote me. I heard that's where um men came from. You know what I mean? Like, okay. um men. I heard um men got that was like, hotep. This was like a, a prayer to a fucking to mm -hmm. a, a, an old pharaoh, like. Now, speaking of this, this this reminds me because I heard a pastor that was talking about this, saying that like uh, the secret name, the true name of God, um, that is not supposed to be well, it, it it is spoken, but it's not really supposed to be talking talked about is like Yahweh, right? And he was saying that like that is he's saying that because God is the way, the truth, and life, the secret name of Yah God is like it's the first word you say and it's the last word you say because it's your breath is like. Hmm. And, and and talking about like you're breathing in Yahweh, Yahweh, and like that that is like so it was like this esoteric meaning of like life and breathing and that and like the the spirit of God being inside of you. What like life is God? God is love. God is life. God is like that spark. Like that's some wild weirdo shit. What do you think about that's that? Interesting. Yeah, well, a lot of the meditations, there's a mantra that you say. And just saying Yahweh, like the way you said it, you know what I mean? Slows down your breathing in a sense. So if you slow down your breathing, you know what I mean? Like that will have the chain reaction of making you somewhat calmer. Kind of like they're relaxing, being therapeutic for you. But I heard Yahweh was a fucking dragon, right? <laughs> I've heard he was a dragon. I've heard he was also uh, a dust devil. Like he's a fucking, like he's supposed to be like a the vacuum. Yeah. yeah. He's supposed oh, to be like bro. a fucking uh, a, a a wind spirit from like the Middle East as well. I've also heard that he what like dude, this is what pissed a lot of people off because I, I had gone down this like research rabbit hole that like Yahweh was also um he was also Saturn, he was also Kronos, and mm. like this guy just flipped out and got really upset and called me a Gnostic goober. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not know, even really Gnosticism. Eh, I know, but he didn't like it. He didn't like it. Interesting. How do you deal with this? Going down rabbit holes and being a, a Jesus follower, Christ follower. Yeah. Uh, what? How do? How do I go down? Like, because I mean, a lot I'm of the, these things about, could could be potentially blasphemous, right? Sure. And like, dude, I, I've had to deal with that. Like, I've when I like I was raised Christian as fuck. And then I mm -hmm. went through a period of time that I was the biggest fucking atheist and like had rejected God completely. And then I found the, I found my Godhead. I found Jesus inside of me and I came back to Christ actually by doing a bunch of mushrooms, dude, by doing a hey. bunch of fucking, by doing a bunch of fucking drugs. It brought me back uh, to uh, being a kinder, nicer, more em like empathic, like uh, just a better person. Mm -hmm. And I like, I was like a, I was like a fucking douchebag that like, I would crack two four locos. I would take a, a bag of shrooms, about an eighth of shrooms, 
And then I would finish two fucking things of Four Loco. You're and then I would hop out. on the train. And I, and this is how I would start my night. This is how I'd start my night in downtown Portland. And then we'd go to like bar hopping and we'd go to like karaoke. We went to this place called the TARDIS Room. It was like a fucking Doctor Who themed bar. I'd be like frying my brains out on shrooms. And I'd get up there and do like, I'd sing Katy Perry, Teenage Dream up there. Um, and do like fucking Dope karaoke song. all night. And so then, yeah, great song, dude. Or a Call Me Maybe. That was like, that was my white girl wasted summer fucking song. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> and then uh, we we get out of the bars and like the that train would be closed from like 2 a.m. to like 5 a.m. So you'd have this three hour period where like, like the bars are closed and there's nothing to do. So like, you know, we'd like go to like a 24 hour coffee shop, get some coffee or something and like walk around and you just interact with like homeless people that are up and stuff. And so I just started like, like instead of just walking over a homeless person, because like, that's what you do in Portland, dude. It's fuck. I don't know where you're at, but there's a shit ton of hobos. Running, you know, out in here. SoCal. <clears throat> I feel you. <laughs> well, then you know about the hobos, dude. Cause there's a ton of hobos. <laughs> Um, and so like you, you'd literally be like stacking, stepping over like, like hobos with needles in their arms. You know what I mean? Wow. And you're like, mm-hmm. like, excuse me, pardon me. Like as I'm going to the coffee shop and then I would just kind of like look down at these people and I would see like God inside of them. I would see like the God ahead inside of them. Like they are connected to me. They're, they're alive. God loves them just as much as he loves me. And so I would just like, I'd get down there and be like, Hey man, my name is Nathan. And I would start having a conversation with him and I'd be like, do you want a hug? You know, like, can I pray for you? And like, in the meantime, I'm supposed to be an atheist. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck am I doing? Like asking to pray for people. And they're like, like, tell me what's going on in your life. And we would just have these conversations and like, they'd tell me like their fucking life story. I would pray for them and I'd like grab them coffee. I'd say, God loves you and give them a big hug. And I, and then I'd be like, later on, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, so I just like started becoming a different fucking person, dude. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, then it, it opened me up to the possibility of actual, like a relationship with God and him being real and there being a Jesus and this, you know, this whole thing. My mom invited me to church and like, I met uh, the pastor and like I listened to a sermon and I was waiting for him to piss me off because I was like a hardcore, like anti-war anarchist at the time. And like Mm -hmm. uh, and nothing he said pissed me off. And then we we sat there and had this conversation and and he turned out to be like a libertarian anarchist, too. And we had this like wild conversation about, you know, all this, that and the other and about Jesus. and, And so I just stayed and I just like and then I fell in love with Jesus again and Mm-hmm. And, and then I met my wife and like my whole life turned around and changed when I like accepted Christ back into my life. And I changed like the person that I am. Um, so to me, it's been nothing but positive and fantastic dude. like, I, I won't turn, I won't turn back. Like, so that's so, but your, I guess your original question was like, how do, how can I go down these weird fucking rabbit holes and ask these questions that could be like, you know, heretical and things. I'm, I'm looking for the truth and I don't, and I necessarily don't necessarily think that the Bible is 100% word for word, exactly God's words, because I think that there was human interaction, right? Humans mm-hmm. have written these things and you can find differences between every single version of the Bible. Like they try to do it this way. They try to do it this way. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many different like versions of the Bible that if I read it this way, like I really like, 
like I read uh, the New Living Translation, the NLT okay. version of the Bible. That's the one that I uh, like a lot. A lot of people only want to read the King James or the New Living Translation or uh, what's the other one? Uh, NASB is the new one, right? NIV, uh, the New International Version or whatever. Like, and dude, the passages are completely different. Mm-hmm. They're not, but like they are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so to me, like, I think that this sounds like this is when Christians will say you're not a Christian. Where I'll yeah. say like when all of these different religions even were talking about the same fucking thing and had the same like historical events that happened and, and told like these very similar stories. Like, I think that there is one creator, there's one God and we are all worshiping him. And I can't tell them that I'm 100% correct. Why do I think the church that I go to that one, that old, the the church that I go to in Vancouver, Washington, you guys can come with me if you want and hear me preach tomorrow because I I'm going to preach a sermon tomorrow at church in Vancouver, Washington. Oh yeah. Why does my church have like uh, the monopoly on the truth? Why is that one? The, and if you and if you don't agree with the things that we say, then you're going to hell because that's was when it says God is love. He, what he really means is if you fucking if you're wrong, if you got it this much wrong, you're almost there, but you got this much wrong, you're going to hell. Lake of fire yeah. for you. Like I can't tell people that they're fucking right or wrong. So I can I can. If they have a question, I can tell them what I think, you know what I mean? And I can tell, and I can try to, I can try to show them like love through uh, a relationship that I have with them. And I'd be like, Hey, and this is like, this is God through me, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I can be, try to be a good example, uh, which I'm not really, cause I say all kinds of wild shit on here, but like, I love people, dude. Like as wild as I am, I still fucking love people. I'm kind. I, I have nothing but great relationships with humans. Like we have a fucking great time. People love me and I love them. And to me, that is Christ in me. That, I love is that. My, that is my testimony is just me treating people with respect when I can't. I mean, sometimes I'm jerk. Are you going to start speaking in tongues? I could. Let's pray, guys. <laughs> Let's just pray. Let's pray. That was powerful. <laughs> Damn, Thomas, stop it. You don't know what you're doing, bro. <laughs> no, I love that, bro, because I grew up Christian, too, and I would still consider myself, like I say, follower of christ you know what i mean trying to be christ-like um i would say that jesus at the time was also fucking canceled you know what i mean jesus would talk about provocative shit that would make the intellectuals be like what the, this fucking 12 year old talking about like you know what i mean so what you're doing is more christ-like than what they're doing you feel me so don't don't get fooled, brother. Don't get fooled. The politically, the political establishment right now was the the Pharisees, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what that's what Jesus was like fighting against at the time was the establishment, the religious like uh, leaders at the time, the political leaders at the time, the the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Like that, he was like basically going to war with them. Yeah. And he was saying like he he was a radical dude. Jesus was a radical in his time, and that's why they killed him. So talking about Jesus now, I want to kind of ask Thomas this, bro, for someone to collect communion to try to make, to do some <laughs> experiment. Did you mash yeah, them all together? When I you're know you've done Jesus some shit, bro. Those? You have all these fucking manuscripts and shit. Have you had any personal experiences that are like kind of, you know what I mean? Out no, no paranormal, crazy? no alien, no, no cryptid. 
no not nothing, even like really. borderline like something in the background fell when i said this shit like and nothing like that when i was like six i lost my get my stuffed gizmo doll and my parents swear they didn't put it they didn't hide it from me or anything and it never yeah. showed up and i always thought that maybe a ghost stole it but that's it bro like outside of that everything else is just psychedelic experience okay so man i tell people well do you believe do you believe in a god yeah yeah i'd say so okay so that's what i tell people i feel like if you're atheist if you don't if you say that you don't (laughs) will they kick you out of the lodge like you have oh, to that's a good question. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, if, if oh, that's shit, yeah, the line, I don't, I don't think in in practical terms. But if you went up into a lodge and you're like, I want to join right now, but I don't believe in God, no, they they yeah. turn you away. I think at least in America, I think in yeah. England, you can be like, you can be a fucking atheist and still, it's weird. You can be it, a woman and become it's a fa- yeah, it's it's fake over there now. It's fake, <laughs> dude. Where you're at in the deep south in Florida. If you're black, you better go to you better go to the fucking other one because you're <laughs> the not Prince getting Hall, in. Yeah, yeah, you better go to that Prince Hall because you're not getting in here. That's the that's <laughs> what still are you real, doing here, boy? <laughs> it's not it's not quite that specific. I mean, you know, that's like North Florida, which is South <laughs> Georgia. Yeah, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to, bro. I've 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 like wanted to see bigfoot or have an alien experience or some supernatural experience and like i was in a i was in jail for a little while too and like the only book they let you read for the first while you're in there until you you know earn more privileges the bible so i read the bible like six or seven times front and back like at one point i was like memorizing proverbs not because i was like all in it was like the only book that i had to keep me sane so i was reading all things numbers sucks by the way i hate the numbers part but uh like the the bible like i figured if i just read this thing enough times and i just sit and i pray and i do all the things like at some point something's gonna click and uh nothing man like <laughs> not at all I, i'd rather just read a comic book now oh i was gonna say i thought that was real but it was from a clockwork orange right where he's sitting there in prison and he's reading the bible and they yeah, but he's he's punches pilot in his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't go that route. No, I honestly I, I love Proverbs. That was like that was so cool because it, it just felt like just dropping nonstop mm. sick quotes, you know, back to back to back. Just Proverbs tattoos and legit, tweets. Dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, even for atheists, I think that Proverbs is legit as fuck, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mess this up. What kind of psychedelics have you guys done? If you don't mind me asking. A lot of fucking mushrooms, dude. Mm -hmm. That's the majority of what I've done. Um, I haven't... I I think I've I've maybe done acid. I I don't even know if I've done acid. Um, I feel you, bro. I I took a light dose, and I'm like, do I even count that? But I was fucking tripping out. I guess I was making it count. (laughs) And I, I tried to do uh, fucking ecstasy a bunch of times, but almost every, like when I was a kid, dude, like every time you try to buy ecstasy, it was either heroin or meth or like fake. Mm, damn. So like, I don't know if I've ever even had like real good, like MDMA or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We used to call it fizz back in the day. Cause I was like, I was from fucking northern, like northern California. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do. I thought that was the whole point of growing up on the West Coast was that like you always had the the good supply. Weed, yes, but 
but like ecstasy was hot. I mean, maybe as an adult, like, and you could actually like hold like a, you know, somebody accountable or something. But like, we were like mm. twelve and fourteen and shit. Were, dude, in, in Florida in the nineties, they were practically just giving uh, MDMA away to anyone that wanted it. Like, you could go to Miami, and they were they would sell them in these big, you know, those old tubs of like uh, like a gallon of ice cream you get, and it has a big handle. They oh, would the just red handle and shit. Up, <laughs> and it would be like a thousand dollars for a tub full, and it would be over a thousand pills, and it would yeah. just be like. Rolls Royces and Blue Dolphins and freaking, you know, Supermans and whatever the hell you wanted in there. But I mean, it was legit. I and mean, that was... they were all kinds of wild fucking names with wild symbols. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Thomas. No, I'm having it. a lag I mean, thing. I didn't know I was interrupting you. Sorry, buddy. I'd, I'd say, like, my, uh, I don't want to get into to what someone I, it's not me, has, has done up there. <laughs> but I'm a huge advocate of Salvia. And I don't know many other people that advocate for it or that even enjoyed it. And I think it's like one of the most important drugs on the planet. I feel like what you went through, Nate, through through religion. It's hard to find nowadays, right? It's legal in in a lot of states still. Nevada, it's still legal. I feel like what you went went through, Nate, was more of like a spiritual awakening, ego death. You know what I mean? And I feel like you get that with, with psychedelics, especially taking like a high dose to where it's like you can't kind of control the reality anymore. You kind of get, kind of give in. I've never done salvia, but that seems like, like there's no control. Like it's there's like some people to- have told me there's a force that just fucking pushes you back, and you're just in for the ride. How? And salvia is available, right? And just like the smoke shops and shit. So in some was, in some that? states, yeah, in Florida and a lot of other states, it's illegal. It's like you know, it's a big deal. But uh-huh. I'm I'm positive, at least in Nevada, it's 100 percent legal. You can just get it anywhere. You can go to a head shop. But I'm an advocate for it. I think it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, I wish it was more freely available. I I wish that there was like extra. I wish there was like a dab market for salvia where you could just do a dab of pure salvia and a, and people would like actually be accepting of it and not just be assholes on youtube falling out of windows oh yeah it's fucking tripping videos <laughs> that was what ruined it man it was it was idiots jumping out of windows and and then some freaking depressed teenager uh like suffocated himself in a tent in his garage after he smoked salvia and he wrote and he like wrote some letter it's like i smoked salvia and now i know my life's a lie and so now i'm gonna die and uh yeah, that was like that was a fucking fed dude that was a crisis actor <laughs> yeah. it was a play it was an inside job <laughs> not kidding yeah, that's, dude. Wild. that's wild but and, and i think it's important because it's it's non-euphoric right so i mean some people describe like laughing or feeling like strange on it but it's very few people are like as soon as they come down they're like i want to do that again you know what i mean it's mm. like it, it's a could be a horrible or an exhausting experience or just something that that you don't want to keep doing over and over and over again and for that reason it's almost like non-habitual it almost feels impossible to ever get addicted to salvia i don't know how anyone really could so i mean and it scares people away right it's like if if you're not this tall you can't ride and i feel like salvia's got that rule built into it yeah man it was violent ripping you out so and I've heard the best. I don't think this is the answer, but I've heard salvia when you said it pushes you up against the wall. Or right. um, I remember if it almost feels like you just become one with like the chair, whatever the hell you're you're connected to. 
And that's because your mind is starting to go through different dimensions. So it's you're in the third dimension right now, right? Or whatever, third or fourth. But you do salvia, and it's almost like you start getting pushed into the second dimension. And that's why it feels like you're spreading out. You're getting, like, sucked in or swirled into something is because, like, you're you're ceasing to kind of perceive the third dimension the same way that you previously were. And the only way your mind can sort of make sense of, like, this new two-dimensional environment is to just be like, oh, I'm an infinite plane now. You know what I mean? Because I can't be a three-dimensional object. I can't have mass and volume so i just have to spread out for infinity and it feels exactly like that dude i've heard going to cartoon world and shit (laughs) with people on salvia that have described things like they became an inanimate object and lived an entire lifetime as an inanimate Mm -hmm. object and so like they lived their life like the specific story that i remember at least was this woman became like a closet doorknob and so, like, the only time she felt human warmth, and she, like, lived, like, in this house, like, for yeah, man. years, dude, and the only time she felt warmth was when somebody would grasp their hand across her briefly to, like, and then she said she felt every moment. Yeah. yeah she, felt, she felt every fucking moment of, like, oh, there's no one touching this closet door right now. Nobody is home. Everybody's at work right now. And like a brave oh, little toaster. Like every minutia of like, oh, a piece of dust just landed on me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like just felt an entire lifetime of the mundane, like the painstaking, boring, like horrible being a fucking closet doorknob. That shit's fucking nuts, dude. Well, Jerizu was saying earlier that trying to explain that to somebody that hasn't felt it before <laughs> just makes you sound crazy. And and that it does like what you just said sounds legitimately crazy, but I too, like I know right, what it's I like get you, bro. to be like, I know what it's like to be a box of cereal in outer space. And I know how stupid and silly that sounds, but it is a distinct feeling that I have a very real, like anecdotal experience with being that exact thing. So I don't know, man, it's hard to describe it to someone. Yeah, I mean, like, when you said that, that was both sad and, like, beautiful at the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I interpreted it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, can you imagine, though, like, you're just Fuck. kind of a sad, pathetic weirdo that just, like, jerks off. So, like, you're the doorknob, and you're just watching this, like, incel, like, watch violent rape porn, and he just masturbates all day. And you're just sitting Why there. Why is this the first place you go to? <laughs> <laughs> or you, Or it's, like, because I knew this girl. I knew a fucking girl in high school. And she was fucking cute. And I don't know why she was. She always would let her dog eat her pussy. Like that was just a thing. And she fucking. And we knew about it. And she told us. And she would put peanut butter between her, her snatch. And just let her dog. Like maybe this was like self-help. This was like her. Like she was trying to like fix her mental <laughs> mental health. It was down to the ice pick. Her, aren't finger blasting anymore <laughs> so it's like she was like come here rover you know like we're we're more civilized than that now in modern society civilized. that's that yeah. new doggy style <laughs> go get me the gist <laughs> i always was curious dude and i never asked i want to know if it was creamy or chunky you know what i mean like if it was like crunchy <laughs> oh or creamy is that like ribbed or non like ribbed <laughs> yeah, for your pleasure yeah. she would get the you extra chunk there to get those like big <laughs> chunks in there and he's like oh it gets in there like but anyways like, like but imagine you're the doorknob and you're just like 
I fucking hate this so much more now. Like, I think I'd rather have like dust land on me than just like, but maybe not. Maybe it keeps things interesting. That's what I wanted to say. Cause like, like you said, Thomas doing Salvia is, is fucking intimidating. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about DMT. Cause it's like, super intense you know what i mean i wouldn't think of that no the dmt used to be called the businessman's high because you could go you could take a 30 minute lunch break this is like a 70s term i think bro when when i'm taking when i'm taking that third hit when my fucking hand is dissolving that shit scares me bro (laughs) yeah but it's but it's over in what 20 minutes and you're back to to normal right that's that's what i tell myself to go into it you know what i mean so my why at the time was like i had some trauma that i was going through so i wanted to like seek guidance in the dmt world so I would set a timer, bro, and I would tell myself, like, once I hear that timer, I should be sobering up. Like so, flatliners. Yeah. But, bro, it's like a, it's like the Superman ride from fucking Six Flags, if you know what I'm talking about. That shit shoots mm. up. But once you're past there and you're in the another realm, that's when you kind of receive information. But I got a lot of, I got a lot of insight from my first two trips, but then, like, I kind of abused it, right? And then my fourth, fifth trip, it was almost like the entities were like, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? There's like nothing left to conquer. You know what I mean? Or nothing left. We have to tell you, like, come back when you're going through something or like, get out. And so I would go, I would go to the DMT or subreddit on Reddit. Shout out to that subreddit. Cause I feel like they're one of the few friendlier subreddits on Reddit. Reddit's fucking toxic wasteland. But it's funny because these psychedelic experience what makes them a little more credible is that (laughs) sometimes they're shared experiences right like 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 you said the fucking doorknob shit we understood it somehow you know what i mean um you go on subreddit and you share your trip someone will be like bro that's the same thing happened with me you know what i mean so i feel like if you have a why and you go into it then a certain dimension psychedelic being has a, a white you know what i mean you almost sound like a signal and it's received by that opposite signal and you guys kind of make contact or communicate right so which brings me to my point do you guys think dmt or like the psychedelic realm is kind of where you go in the afterlife what do you guys think happens in the afterlife is this like a spirit world or is this just like a you know present day realm that's over and when we died this doesn't even make sense because that's technically the world still you know what i mean it's fascinating man i like that question because i mean theoretically the, at least scientists that i don't believe anymore uh will tell you that when you die uh, a bunch of dopamine and like uh and basically dmt drops in your brain it's like a massive just fucking boom Mm-hmm. And so is that like taking you to that spirit realm? You're finally free from your body and you're able to just go. Um, I don't know, dude. I like that idea. I think it's, I think it is fucking fascinating. I'm very open to that idea. Um, and so maybe like all these like drugs are kind of just kind of left here as like little Easter eggs for us mm-hmm. to like try and like we, we can find them and use them and kind of like connect with, because I mean, I do think that we are like disembodied, like, eternal spirits stuck in meat suits and again this is when people are going to start calling me a gnostic goober libertarian um but i think it's true and i'm a weirdo christian that believes in reincarnation Hmm. i think that we kind of like get reincarnated and we just kind of keep we learn and then we come back and 
I don't know, man. It's fucking fascinating. But I'm definitely open to that idea that like we there's like if you listen to uh, someone like Alex Jones, he's described this as well, where he says like, man, he goes like the people that are on the real forefront, like studying consciousness and like studying like what like what we're at right now, because there's groups of these guys that like that basically like kill themselves for like very small amounts of times and then they get pulled back. And they explore these realms, like, and, they, mm, and they, yeah. they talk to these beings, and like, dude, that to me is wild. Like, so they like fuck DMT. Like, DMT like gets you almost there, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the demo version. You know what I mean? They're like, you can only play like so far, and then you get shot back here. They're like, no, you have to kill yourself. Then right. you're gonna fucking like. I'm not advocating anybody do that. Don't mm. do this. It's a terrible idea. No one listening right now. <laughs> but supposedly, uh, that's what these folks do. Um, if they really want to have like some deep conversations with like the creator or whatever the fuck is outside of our reality now, they temporarily kill themselves and come back. That's fucking interesting, dude. I don't know. Hmm. What's pretty crazy to think about is let's say there's two ways to get that trip right there's one where you smoke dmt out of a crack pipe <laughs> and two you suffocate yourself you get to near death and you come back right both experiences is an experience from a higher being right and you get a message that's super deep that only certain people who have had those experiences can understand, right? It's almost like an initiated type of thing. Now, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about type of thing. But one is considered holy because you had a near-death experience. The other is considered just a trip because you smoked out of a crack pipe. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's crazy how... I'll, I'll take it even farther because I believe that there's no difference between going to Peru and, and fasting for two days and going with the shamans out yeah. in the... the or having your buddy order some mimosa bark off of you know the dark web and converting it with pool chemicals in the mm -hmm. basement you know what i mean like i personally think that there's really no major difference between those two same with like thc like there's the thc distillate and other people are like oh you gotta have the honorage effect with all the different you know terpenes and i don't know man i'm pretty sure the thc is the one that's like the active <laughs> ingredient uh versus everything else like yeah like it all adds a little bit of nuance here and there right. uh but like there's the active ingredient and then there's all the other shit so before before i tell you guys what i think happens when we die what do you think happens like in the afterlife thomas you think there's an afterlife yeah i do i think um the one that i like the most right now which i don't know if it's right i just like the most entertaining is this rosicrucian idea where like before you're on this earth you're like a ball of energy you're just in pure ecstasy constantly right like there's no such thing as a drug because you're just always feeling all things all the time and then as you get closer to the planet um like you start getting more dense and like matter and and just like particles start attaching themselves to you and it's it was described the best way is imagine like your hand being naked and as it gets closer and closer to the earth, you just keep putting on gloves over and over. And by the time it gets down to the, the ground, you've got like 200 gloves on. So you can kind of feel a little bit. Um, and that's kind of like, like a DMT trip, right? That's mm -hmm. almost like something pushing on like that 200th glove. And you're like, I think I feel something pressing from the outside. I'm not sure what it is. 
But then when you die, it's like taking all those gloves back off. So then you get like, like Nate was saying, like you're no longer in demo mode. You're now in like the unbridled, you know, unfiltered PS5 mode versus the weird Pong mode that you were in earlier than that. But uh, and mm-hmm. and I, I'm even I think I'm I'm even weirder than Nate. Where I don't even think that reincarnation is necessarily real. I think we're all like we're all living at this this moment, right? But you might be like one free. I'll, I'll just make it easy, like one frequency or one millisecond off from me. And Nate's one millisecond off from me and you. And it's like, we're all this big ball of energy. that's just like rapidly, like we're each passing it around. Like what's that thing where whoever's holding the stick is the one that gets to talk right when you're at like the bonfire, but just imagine we're all passing this stick to every single person and maybe planet or, or, um, you know, animal and plant on the whole planet. And we're just passing the stick around so fast that no one notices that like everyone stops while the next person holds it. And that's oversimplification but then it's like we're all one in a very real way like when i'm talking i'm just like nate's hearing me say something but it's really me hearing me say it just from his you know vantage point so well i've yeah, seen this meaning that i that i appreciated right where it's the garden of eden and there is like there's the tree of life and there's adam and eve and you see God behind the tree where he's like, he's also, he's the snake and he's the apple. And then he also is over here. He's Adam and he's Eve. And, and he's also the tree and he's also like, like, and it's like, that is kind of what I think is going on. It's just, it's just God up there doing this. Speed of light. That is what it is. Even the peanut butter, even the dog, even Sophia. (laughs) Yeah, I said her name. Uh, Get Uh, mad at me if you want, Sophia. How dare you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I mean that. I mean that is God eating his own pussy. Yeah. Right. I mean, if if it is what it is, like. (laughs) I am all things. I just lost all our Christian audience. That's fucking crazy, life is God yeah. eating its own pussy. I mean, that's that is kind of where that's where we're at right now. So I know we started the podcast off crazy, and then the middle kind of got you know what I mean, walls closing in kind of type type of vibe, and then we talked about doing your best, you know what I mean, and then so my personal belief of what happens in the afterlife is just like we can pick up signals. I think we can also put out signals and create our own bridge to another portal or whatever and i think that's why the egregore concept is so fascinating to me because you can literally make an interdimensional being from this realm you know what i mean just by putting like an energy or or, or a fucking like mental talisman out there you know what i mean into the realm and then you put your spirit life or some people use religion and, and make you know what I mean? Like a fake religion or a cult to try to make their own egregores where they go as far as, you know, the people who commit mass suicide for that, that certain being, was it the people with, with the Nike shoes? What was that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Heaven's gate, heaven's gate or something. Yeah. So I think it was Reebok, wasn't it? Or was it a Nike? They were Nikes, buddy. They were Nikes. just do it, bro. Look into it. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but like, I think, you know, that's why your mental space is very sacred 
And you know what I mean? They say, like I said, this might be blasphemous. We're kind of God's tool. God created us in his image. So I feel like whatever you believe when you die, that personal belief that you have is where you kind of transmute to. You know what I mean? Now, what scares me about these psychedelic trips, you kind of obviously get a DMT flash on your near-death experience. So obviously, whatever your trip is, usually that's where you're going to transmute to. Whatever your constant mind your set and setting you have, it's either heaven, you know, or it's either hell that you're trapped into. And that's kind of like a bad trip or a good trip. And that all the variables that get you there is all fucking, you know what I mean? It's hard to objectify. But I think that also if you're subscribed to a religion that has a certain egregore, you could kind of get trapped in like a, you know what I mean? Like a purgatory type thing. You know what I mean? So that's why you kind of have to guard your your soul. You know what I mean? And really be careful where you put out your energy. But my fear is these DMT trips, obviously and these psychedelic trips, what if it's like a revolver and the trip that I had for me to die was already used because I did DMT. And so there's another one, you know what I mean? Loaded up and <laughs> I might get a bad trip soon. You know what I'm saying? So I think your personal belief in whatever trip you have, your last trip is kind of where you're going to go. You know what I mean? You want to hear something kind of fucking interesting, dude. It's it's something that uh, Alex Jones said too, when he was talking about those folks that are like really trying to do these like spiritual communications. He says, once they've done it enough times, they can't feel it anymore. Like, oh, and so like you, you can run out of like whatever that is. And I wonder if like, that is like Scary. actual like purgatory or hell. I, I don't know. Like if, what if you run out of those fucking chemicals, dude, what if that's like you, God gave you a certain amount in your fucking head and maybe that's why you're not supposed to be using these drugs yeah. recreationally, you know, like what if like you're only supposed to fucking, I don't know, man, because what if it, find like, out it cuts <laughs> off the fucking, the fucking, the steps on the ladder, yeah, bro, you know, if you do crazy. it too much, I don't know. Well, in the ancient mystery schools, you were only allowed to go one time, and that was basically when they gave you the uh, the sacred. The, what was it called? Like Kaikian or something? I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was like this sacred soma slash. Maybe it had LSD. Maybe it had who knows what in it. But you only went one time, and it was kind of like seen as not just a faux pas, but you were just not allowed. You almost like signed the guest book, and you weren't ever allowed to come back in, even if you were a king or something. But it, it was more because, like, you would show up and they'd say, what are you doing back here? Like Jerezy was yeah, saying, bro. right? They're like, you already, you already <laughs> came. You already cleaned us out. Like, what are you doing, you know? Be hell to get stuck in that, bro. Be hell to get stuck in that. Crazy, crazy. Well, where do you guys want to go from here, gents? We're at, like, two and a half hours. <laughs> it was a marathon already. Yeah. Hell, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, dude. This is a fucking fun one. We'll have to do it again. We'll have to get all the boys on there, and uh, we want to get some salvia. Yeah. It's, it's legal in uh, hold on, let me see if it's. Legal I think so, bro. Well, around the time I was kind of interested in doing it, it was legal. I don't know if they changed it, but raw milk is legal. But they took them off shelves recently over here in our grocery store. So, oh man, okay, so so California prohibits sales to minors, but. You can buy it if you're of age. Hey. Thomas, I think we figured out Oregon was legal too. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Or Oregon, Washington, Idaho, 
Montana, Nevada, Utah, uh, New Mexico, and uh, Arizona, it looks like. It's legal in all those states. And then, oh, damn, not even Georgia anymore. Now it looks like South Carolina is the the, the, the closest I'd have to drive to if I really wanted to stock back up again. Oh, buddy. Uh, I mean, you could go and get I'll some your boy. barbecue. <laughs> and then, uh, I might, I might know somebody there. that's stocked up because they saw this, <laughs> this coming from a mile fucking way. <laughs> and dude from what i've looked up Sal- sovereign a does not degrade the same way that say like silicin or, or other chemicals do like a lot of a lot of things especially mushrooms is a good example that they'll degrade over time mdma too but sovereign a if you keep it out of heat and light it might last like indefinitely so just another mm-hmm. reason why it's like one of the most important plants on the planet i might have to try it i know dude, it's not I- a long lasting one uh well uh, uh, <laughs> it's unpredictable dude it's fucking wild like i mean it might feel like i'm a doorknob watching a chick <laughs> pussy eating, like by her dog for fucking 40 years but it only lasts like what like max like an hour yeah 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 40 minutes max yeah. and then salvi's an hour out of it no, I, that, I think minutes? it's usually like 20 minutes, right? Shit. Like, yeah, maybe even less, but like there's there's a dude because the even after it stops wearing off, now you're like I was just a cereal box in outer space and it, and it's a weird place to come back <laughs> from that mental cuz it's so Hell it's, yeah, bro. Hell yeah. when you come back, you re, you realize you were like 20 minutes ago, I didn't have a body or a brain or a consciousness or thoughts or an That's ego so or age or any of that like i was just a box of cereal the end like full stop and i don't know man like it's you come back and you're like is this real like what was that no, that wasn't real was most, what what did you get from psychedelics like you say you're an advocate like what like do you, do you feel like you had some benefits from this or like what's uh, the most experience or like thing that you that you brought back with you nothing of value maybe I don't, <laughs> I don't know no i didn't get any like secret messages but like we were we were talking earlier like jerizy was um asking kind of like hinting like spiritual and atheist and like what do you and then this is kind of the thing because when two people like i've seen people do salvia from all walks of life over 20 years like like call me johnny salvia seed or something <laughs> uh before it was like nationally illegal but I'd seen people that never heard of it, never had any preconceived notions of it, nothing, have like identical experiences down to like seeing the same entities and hearing the entities give them the same instructions or warnings to the point, like two or three times, okay, maybe a coincidence, five or six times, maybe you're reading into it, 10, 11, 12, like how many times do you see this weird stuff before you're like, okay, now there's maybe something to it. Maybe there's Mm -hmm. like, uh, like a like an underlying reality that people can get hip to for like brief moments in time so that and i feel like salvia is one of those where you can't do it at a party and have fun on it like it just doesn't work <laughs> and because of that it's like it's like you have to eat your vegetables right salvia is like the freaking the broccoli if you don't like broccoli or like having to eat the brussels sprouts but it's got like the nutrients in it somehow that's fucking interesting man it's funny, yeah. When I come back from like DMT land, I look around like I just came back from space, yo. I need to, 
need to p- tell people what I just saw. <laughs> you know, I need a press conference. <laughs> but even in DMT, the whole time you're like, <laughs> I see this and I want to look at this more. Like you still can have an ego. Yeah. And man, like Salvia is just so wild to where you go from having an ego to having absolutely like complete ego. Like you don't even feel the death, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, bam, you're like the ego's gone. <laughs> and then you're like back into reality again in the span of, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. There's nothing on the planet like it. It's like a rapture. <laughs> it is like a I rapture. Boga, maybe I heard Iboga is. Pretty I've never, funny. I've never tried a boga. Yeah. yeah. I heard it's powerful stuff, but I've never tried it either. I've, I've tried Kratom, and I've tried uh, a bunch that's of avail- other... That's available pretty... Yeah, I can get you know Kratom. I mean, Kratom gives me such gastrointestinal issues that, like, yeah. it just sucks, dude. I've done a ton of Kratom. Like, I was, like, I had surgery on my wrist, and I didn't want to take, like, opioids and shit, so I was, like, hoping that Kratom would fucking do it. And so I was, like, taking a shit ton of Kratom. And if, if you can limit yourself, I mean... Oh- Opioids are fucking a modern miracle. I mean, oh, they're seriously. wonderful. Thomas, mm-hmm. yeah, I like them, and that's why I'm like, I don't yeah, want to yeah. do them. Yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. fantastic. Uh, so is meth, and that's why I don't do it anymore. It's, like, <laughs> fucking, it's wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, creative just like, dude, like the fucking like cramps and like awful, just like gut pain it gives me. It's like I it's not even close to work. I was turned off when I noticed how much you really have to take of it. And people are spending time yeah. like packing pills and making like whole amounts of tea and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And dude, it tastes like shit. Not like I was it. making, I was like making a fucking tea with it. And there's nothing you can do to make it palatable. It's god awful. Mm. It's like it tastes like to me, it tastes like uh uh like yerba mate a little bit. But like, also like dipped in like the most bitter like bile, and it was the worst. Dude, fuck right him. <laughs> it makes you feel pretty good though, and I didn't like feel the pain in my wrist and shit. And maybe it's just like that's like a symptom that it does to me. Maybe somebody else would be fucking great with it. But so there's a place right by you called office. Herb Stomp that has salvia. By me? That's by you. Yep. Hey, no, maybe on my way back from church, I can, uh, <laughs> you know, it'd be wild dude, if, 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 uh, in, in either of your States, cause not in Florida, if, if there's even a hook on Salver and a, which is like getting DMT instead of having to buy, you know, ayahuasca or getting chewing on bark. Mm-hmm. Sovereign air. I'm too lazy to make that shit, man. That's where that's where you're you come in, Thomas. <laughs> Gents, I gotta get going. Uh we gotta go make dinner and do some things. Uh let's do some plugs. Joe Reezy, what are you plugging, buddy? Follow me on Twitter or X. I couldn't get Joe Reezy because there's a gamer. So follow me at D J O R E E. Easy Y. That's three E's. I forget sometimes. And follow us at the cave. That's the K4V3. Or check us out on the website, cave.com. Same spelling. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Could have kept going. <laughs> yeah, buddy. No, like, like this is, we're going to have to do a part two, three, four. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And then, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, Thomas is doing something. So let me see. We have to promote. 
Uh, I'm going to promote something for Thomas. We're like, we'll probably play that video actually. Do you want to do a, okay. Well, so here, Thomas this is, promote this. This is go. the new uh, Adrenochrome party pack. I just posted it like a couple hours ago on the website. There's only going to be 50 total, 10 of them already gone. So inside of this thing, I'm not going to show you everything that's in here, but it's like it's packed full of all kinds of stuff. But it's got 10 stickers, a keychain, two art prints, uh, and a whole bunch of other like you'll have to buy one to find out the rest of it's inside. But Thank if you God. know anything about Paranoid American Drops, like it's going to be really dope and you're going to like everything inside of it. So, yeah. And it's got this oh, yeah. limited edition Adrenochrome bag. It's freaking dope. Here we go. I here. like that. I like that design, man. So that's the big one. And then uh, the comic book we've been doing with Sam, Chaos Twins. That's the commercial you got. It's yeah, been exploding, bro. Like every time I've been checking it out today, it's been going up like another 500. Like, like let's see if I refresh it here. It's at $8,400. So the Jeez. next big milestone is going to be at 15. And if we hit 15, there's going to be a huge announcement. So, yeah, chaostwins.com. Check it out. Let's go. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Uh, as far as reality czars go, uh, hit us up at realityzars at gmail.com if you if you want to like collab, talk shit, you know, do all the fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Also, follow us on Rockfin. Um, I'm going to try to get better at fucking uploading on Rumble. Because uh, It sucks, too. man. Rumble sucks to upload to. It it's slow. And you can only do ass. one at a time. And yeah. I've read, dude. I've I've personally reached out to Rumble a few times, and like I will write you a better program that'll make this faster. <laughs> but they don't respond to me, and I'm not yeah. fucking around. Like I will. Yeah, I'll try to get better on that. So follow us, I guess, on Rumble. Fuck YouTube, even though we're on it right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, follow us on on the Twitter. Join us on our Telegram chat and send us spicy memes. And we love all our audience. And I think we're going to close out with a promo for the fucking Chaos Twins. This awesome new comic, this collab with Thomas and, and Sam Tripoli. So all our audience, we love you guys. Hang in there. Watch this fucking promo and then go to chaostwins.com or samtripoli.com or paranoidamerican.com and get yourself a fucking copy. Fuck yeah. Cheers, boys. Peace out. Dive into a realm where comedy meets cosmic adventure. Chaos Twins, created by comedian Sam Tripoli and comic publisher Paranoid American, will sweep you off your feet. Join two girls with the astonishing ability to morph into animals, rally with their cryptid crew, and traverse diverse dimensions. But you don't have to take my word for it. Sign up now at chaostwins.com. In a place as curious as Crown City, adventure awaits at every turn. Meet Anna and Becca, two spirited souls navigating a world filled with wonders and weirdness. Alongside their trusted allies, Biggie, Mathilda, and the Chupacabros, they'll stand against aliens, reptilians, and mysteries beyond imagination. Dive into their captivating tales and discover a world where anything is possible. For more information, visit chaostwins.com, samtripoli.com, and paranoidamerican.com. 